Radio. Are you looking for veteran resources and peer support? Objective Zero has an app for that. Download the Objective Zero app for free from the App Store or Google Play. Access wellness resources like yoga and a free year subscription to Headspace, the world's most popular meditation app. Check out veterans resources and access our nationwide network of peer support. Speak to fellow women veterans or someone in your field and branch of service. You get to choose who you want to chat with. Learn more at www.objectivezero.org. That's www.objectivezero.org. Please remember the views and opinions expressed by this show or any other show on DV Radio and its guests are strictly those of said individuals and do not reflect those of the DV Radio staff nor the staff of dysfunctional veterans. I am the first dick in your ear, Bonerwood, so it's going to be a hard one tonight. Now, God damn it, bro, that's just not even fair. This is Barracks Talk. This is inside the nut house, man. We got Sergeant Wardog. Oh, I just broke out of the rubber room, dog. The bacon man himself, oink. You are truly putting the D in the B when it comes to DV radio. Mr. Recall. I prefer to be referred to as belly and down. And don't know where the fuck Google is. I told you it's my computer, it's not me. That's exactly how I feel. We probably had a few too many to drink, you know what <laughs> 20 bucks, 20 bucks. Can I get a thimble full of sweet baby rays, please? We don't have it. Saturday's going to be even more entertaining. Illogical. We still have the DD radio store for those wondering. Shit's still there. You can buy shit. Mine shit's good, okay? Oh, we haven't even gotten there yet. You fucking got me there already. Love and military barracks talking around this motherfucker. How's your back feeling after that penis reduction? Oh. <laughs> You're tuned in to WDVR on DVRadio.net. Because this is how it is. On DV Radio. That is how it is right here on WDVR, DVRadio.net. It's December 3rd, 2022. It's Bears Talk Live. Or if it's not live, you listen to us on podcasts, hopefully through Podbean and anywhere but Spotify. Because, you know, as always, Spotify hates DV Radio. Mm. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) we got a good one tonight. Um, It's been a long week. So look over us. Yes, I still got the cough. It's it's life. Um, <laughs> with us tonight, we got the pig man himself up in the frozen tundras of Alaska. We got Oink. I don't know about frozen. I mean, it's only a warm, you know, 15 degrees. Come on. <laughs> Bomby up there, man. Yeah. Summer Ooh, weather. <laughs> Holy cow. I wish. <laughs> uh, down in Texas, we got. The man, the myth, the legend. I saint him. We got Sergeant Wardog. Psych Ward Gang Gang. <laughs> Psych Ward Gang. And we got a man who's not ridden bias in a while, uh, but he, he, he took a moment off of his bike and uh, stepped, uh, stopped in with us. It is Mr. Tony Price from Gold Star Ride Foundation. How you doing, brother? Hi, I'm doing great. <laughs> Thanks very much for letting me come and play with you guys today. <laughs> and for those wondering, this is not an audio porn. Okay, don't don't get that misconstrued. Isn't isn't that a matter of opinion? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yes. So if it's pleasure in your ear and you have an orgasm, I guess it is. Eargasm. Eargasm. There you go. There you go. Eargasm. Yeah. No, it's uh it's been a long week. We've got a lot of stuff going on. We got a lot of stuff upcoming. 
really quick. Uh, we actually have more listeners than we actually thought tonight. Tony, we got people in Germany, uh, Florida, looks like Arkansas, uh, Arizona, Washington. So you're saying there's four? There's actually a lot more than four tonight. Um, so no, no joke. Thank you guys for listening in tonight live. We appreciate it. Share. Let everybody know that you listen to DV Radio. Um, speaking of DV Radio and our shows, coming next Thursday, December 8th, we will have a pop-up Barracks Talk Live. It'll be right here on WDV. WDVR, DVRadio.net. Uh, it'll be at 1402 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we will have Gen X Talks. We'll have the dad on to talk with us. And if you don't know what Gen X Talks is, I'll send Oink the link so you can go and find out exactly what that is. Um, you can find them basically on every platform as Gen X talks, the dad's great. He basically is a honorary DV at this moment in time, even though he's a civilian, he's great. Um, says exactly what we're all thinking or what we said here on TV radio. <laughs> a time or two, at least once. <laughs> yeah. Once or twice. Um, but yeah, we're going to uh, have him on next Thursday. Looking forward to that. They're, uh, they're great. Um, also we have a, store promotion going on right now which ends sunday you get 15 percent off as well as free shipping this is our last and final promotion for 2022 so if you want to get some so uh want to save some money as well as get free shipping now is your chance it ends uh sunday night december 4th so if you're listening to this on december 5th you're just shit out of luck. Yeah, that's, that's how that works. Um, also, uh, when you go to the store at the very top, there is a header, and I believe it's still there. Um, it tells you when to expect your shipment. Um, I can't guarantee you'll get it before Christmas if you're buying it now. So uh, better luck to do it now instead of after Sunday, just just to be on the safe side. But uh, that's, that's what's going on at the store. <laughs> Um, let's see what else. Uh, we don't have any updates on the farm as of right now. It's pretty much the same as last week. Um, I think they had some stuff going on over the week. Am I right or wrong in saying that? Like, uh, they probably had a lot of shit going on. Well, I think Most six relying <laughs> on funding. <laughs> yeah, I think six done a video the other day. So, and I didn't get to watch it because I had a lot of other shit going on. <laughs> um, so if you want to see what was going on, uh, I think he made one Monday. Um, yeah, he did. November 28th, he made one Monday. Um, and yes, funding is is a big thing. We, we need to get that septic system fixed up there at the farm uh, so we can go full operations. Right now, it's just uh, emergency uh, housing and it's a case by case basis uh, until we can get, you know, the funds to cover that we cannot go full operation. Um, we did have a given Tuesday post and it's still up there. It's pinned on the uh, DV farm Facebook page. And if you want to give directly, you can go to DV farm.org. Um, the septic system, uh, uh, 
fundraiser is on the front page and it's under the donations. You can also give via crypto under donations. Uh, there's a lot of ways to give. You can go through smile.amazon.com um, and, and a lot of other places, but uh, we won't get the stuff from places like Facebook and, and Amazon until, you know, the quarter comes up that they give it. And we just got our, I think it was 3,500 from Amazon last week. So the next quarter we'll get that, but that's what's going on at the farm. Um, and we're working in the process of working on a all in one DV radio app. It's not, you know, nothing fancy, but it's got everything in one convenient spot. It's called DV radio app. Literally. Um, <laughs> we, uh, we're working with Apple as well. <clears throat> uh, mm. Okay. Um, but, uh, as soon as it's up on iOS, we will let you all know, and it'll be, it'll be out there on both Android and iOS. Apple is the, uh, the kicker right now because DD6 didn't answer his phone the other day. (laughs) I thought it was a scam. Okay, six. (laughs) Um, but yeah. So we got that in the works. Uh, we'll, we'll, we, we will have it for an entire year. Um, so depending on the user base and the interactions and if it, you know, helps us at all, we'll decide at the end of, uh, 2023, if we keep it, um, it does cost money. Yeah, it's not free. <laughs> Trust me. Oink knows. <laughs> uh, Sergeant Wardog knows. So, um, and like I said, it's nothing fancy. It's nothing, you know, nothing to be like, oh my God, it's the DV radio app. It's, it's just an app that's got the, the player and then you click a menu and you've got the website and the chat and Facebook and all your stuff stored conveniently so you don't have to go and scour the internets the interwebs because <laughs> that's hard for you guys i know um <laughs> reading's hard okay reading's very hard <laughs> especially if you're a marine right sergeant Wardock? <laughs> yep yep <laughs> <laughs> um is there anything i'm forgetting like Ah, shit, man. I can't think of anything. I think you nailed it all. Do you know if Google's coming on tonight? Because I didn't see anything about her coming on. I did not either. I seen her post something about, but but that's about it. (laughs) (laughs) That's our Google for you. Um, Oh, Joaquin Watai, Mr. JJ. He's not on tonight, and he hasn't been on the past couple weeks for a very good reason. He's actually in Salisbury. I call it actually Salisbury. <laughs> I, I've always called it Salisbury because it's fun. Um, and people just look at you like, that's not how you say it. No shit, Sherlock. Um, he's down in Salisbury, North Carolina, uh, at a thing called Norse Forge. It's uh, the gathering at Broken Shield Tavern. He is selling his woodwork, and that's what he's been doing the past couple of weeks. He he was loading up his inventory. It's it's great that JJ's out there. He he told me this morning he has been doing real good. Uh, actually, I, I say this morning it was like one o'clock. 
<laughs> it felt like morning because I didn't sleep good uh, as usual. But um, I, I'm, I'm proud of him. We've, you know, tried to get his name out there as much as possible. He's tried it uh, uh, to get it out in the community. And finally, him honing his skills and working his ass off is finally paying off. And and, and that's what we do, right? We, we, we try to help one another, brothers and sisters, veteran-owned companies and businesses and organizations and nonprofits that, you know, do something for our brothers and sisters and their families. And, and, and that's our paycheck at the end. You know what? It beats a paycheck. It beats monetary gain, in my opinion. And yes, money would be nice. I would love to, you know, <laughs> have a third of Elon Musk's money right now. Um, but at a the same third. time, <laughs> right? <laughs> Greedy, <laughs> at, at the same time, seeing someone else flourish and and and, and watching them grow and, and whatnot, it's it's wonderful. It really is. I mean, it's, there's not enough words to describe it. Um, actually Adam from hard luck, you know, has said it right here on the show. And, and I, and I think we tried to sort of adopt it. You know, we are self selfish in the fact that it makes us feel wonderful inside to help other people and, and see them smile and see them get by and see them forget their demons or, or laugh or, or what have you. So if you want to check that out, go to what's high wood turning, um, on everything. Uh, I think you, you've got his, uh, stuff there. Like, yeah, you got it. Yeah. I dropped it there. The, his dot com. Yeah. He's, <laughs> we were talking about his website too. He's like, man, I'm, I'm going to have to do a whole overhaul for my website. I'm getting some good leads here. I was like, yeah, it needs one. Um, I've been selling them. <laughs> I've been selling them since day one, man. I was like, your website needs an overhaul. I was like, it's not cutting it. He's like, well, it'll work for now. <laughs> I was like, all right. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm proud, proud to see anybody grow, but especially people we've worked closely with and talking about, you know, helping veteran organizations and nonprofits, gold star ride foundation. Tony, how are things going over there, man? Oh wow! Is it time for us to talk? I mean, we, the time just flies by. How no, late we we can wait. Up? We we probably gonna go two hours, unless you want to cut it down to an hour. Uh, you know, it seems like the last time we went for a half hour after the show was over. I, <laughs> I think so. I, I think I we did. Yeah. Did we figure out when it was the last time I came on? No, we didn't. Um, <laughs> uh, Nobody knows. Nobody, nobody knows. Uh, yeah, it's the, the Gold Star Ride Foundation is a pretty awesome little organization, and I'm good enough. I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be a volunteer for, and it, uh, it it affords me the opportunity to go around helping and and hanging out with a lot of Gold Star families. And uh, just in case there's like one or two people out there that aren't sure exactly what we mean when we say Gold Star family. Those are the immediate family members of somebody who's lost in the military. And we play a little fast and loose with those rules. DOV or uh, DOD has their definitions. They like to say gold star is only KIA. We, and then they have the next of kin term for all of the other ones. Uh, we just use gold star. We're not affiliated with the government in any way. So uh, for us, there's two rules that they wear a uniform was their funeral. And that's it. Um, 
So, and then it affords us to meet some really, really incredible people in September. For example, uh, I got to meet a, a guy and a, and a woman, a man and a woman who were uh, pushing 70. They're in their upper 60s, but they had lost their older brother in Vietnam, May 23rd, 1965. Um, so that's that, just to give you a little bit of an idea of, of just the scope of, of the types of families that we get to meet. I thought I'd throw that one out there for you. Um, yeah, so I get to do all that stuff. I get to go all over the country on a motorcycle and and uh, take care of the Gold Star families. Um, really quick before we, we dive into all that, I did find out, actually, it was February 22nd <laughs> was the actual show of 2020, and we posted the podcast on the 25th of February. So, Of 2020? Of 2020. It's been a minute. I'm amazed you even remember who I am. <laughs> well, see, I'm not, I'm not DV6. I, I can remember a little bit more than he can. <laughs> I'm thinking in January of 2020, I did my 10th ride. Well, there you I'm, go. What was that? No, that, no, it might've been 2019. All of you know, the dates kind of really run together. They really do. Well, it uh, says in the I, description, this episode of Barrett's Talk, we spoke with Tony of Gold Star Ride, and he almost blew our ears out. <laughs> so that's that, the only thing you remember. That That's that's <laughs> what happened that time. That's why we remember that one so vividly. <laughs> well, now, see, you've got to explain that to everybody who's out here listening. How did I blow your ears out? Well, um, see... I came up live and I had my mic turned up to 11. <laughs> 11, yes. Because 10 and wasn't I loud enough. Didn't know it. And I, I didn't know it. And I just started talking. And just, anyway, we've uh, I've turned it down a little. <laughs> a little bit. Turned it down a little. Uh, listen, before we go any farther, mm-hmm. I just... I just need to, you know, reach out there to Alaska and say, please send some of that warm weather my way. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have all of it. <laughs> all of water, listen, 15 degrees of it. <laughs> listen, I'm in Minneapolis tonight. And it's seven right now. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> 15 would be going four in the afternoon here too. So, you know, <laughs> it's, oh, so it's good. Oh, well, He's... seven was our high today. Jeez. Wow. Sounds like that's last week. Yeah. So the good news is we're hoping to crack 20 tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) A heat wave. I'll be able to take off one of my pairs of socks. That's like something uh, Cousin Eddie from Vacation would say. (laughs) (laughs) It's seven today. We hope to hit 20 tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry, you can't say Cousin Eddie from vacation without me thinking of him standing in a housecoat, smoking a cigar. Yes. <laughs> Shatter was full. <laughs> that was just my favorite scene right there. Oh, Shatter Lord. was full. And, it, you know, that might have something to do with the fact that I've now logged, I don't know, 30,000 miles in a recreational vehicle uh, in in the last four years. Looks good in the drive, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, like I would like to say this talk is disintegrating, but it's. It started out that way. <laughs> Not DV radio. No, we're very professional. 
at being yeah, unprofessional. I can tell by, you know, on the video <laughs> cast, I'm the only one here. <laughs> we got that going. Oh, Lord. You know, I started out with just the logo up there thinking, well, maybe I should just put the logo up because that's what everybody seems to be doing today. <laughs> but then if I just put the logo up, who can see my book? This, this is, or this my is correct. radio play or, or the, uh, you know, I haven't taken that flag down for about 18 months, but that came from Alaska. There you can go. you see that? You see the box? Yep. There you go. Mike. Can we, can we just, do we got enough time for this? Can we just pull this down? And yeah, this came from Alaska. This is, this is one of my more prized possessions. It's not the favorite one, but it's one of the more favorite ones. This is a U.S. flag. Came with this great certificate. Uh, it says the 62nd. Ah, shit. Now I got to prove I'm old. You don't have his biofocals <laughs> on everybody. I get the glasses, right? Yeah. <laughs> on behalf of the 62nd Expedi- Expeditionary Attack Squadron, this flag was flown in combat over the skies of Afghanistan on the 8th of February, 2020. Um, Operation Freedom Sentinel. This was oh. issued here to the Gold Star Ride Foundation and and it was a direct result of me talking on your program here. Oh, really? So this is, yeah, this is a, uh, this is a cool deal. This is one of my favorites, all-time favorites. I love that. That's why it sits right there on on display in my studio. <laughs> I love that. That's yeah. I don't get to spend very much time in my studio. I spend most of my time on my motorcycle. Now, how I many, know what you're thinking? How many miles did you say you logged on that already? In four and a half years, I've logged 101,000 miles on the motorcycle. Jeez. Yeah, another 30,000 in the recreational vehicle, and I think I've got about twenty-five or 30,000 in the pickup pull in the trailer. It, it, we've, we've, we've grown in what we're doing. When we started out, we had nothing but a motorcycle. And in fact, the very first ride I did in 2018, uh, the first 14 days that I was on the ride, I was broke down for eight of those days. Mm. <laughs> So, then wow. that's where the book, you know, if you want to learn about the breakdowns and stuff, that's all right there in that book. But, uh, um, yeah, when we first started, it was nothing but a neat idea and an old broke down motorcycle. Uh, the motorcycle was 10 years old when I started. Wow. So, it already and, uh, had some miles on that engine. <laughs> yes. But we are, well, it didn't have very many. Really? I, I got it with, yeah, I got that motorcycle with only a few miles on it. Okay. Um, yeah, it did spend most of its time in storage. So I got really lucky when I bought the motorcycle, or so I thought. Uh, being broke down the first eight days, or not the first eight days, but being broke down eight days out of the first 14 mm-hmm. made, made me question <laughs> whether or not I got a good deal on that motorcycle. Um, but, you know, uh, you know, as long as we're talking about this real quick here, let me, let me just change the subject completely. One of the coolest things about doing what I get to do is what happens when uh, when I do get to break down, and that motorcycle, uh, uh, the motorcycle had we retired it after forty three rides, so however many rides we decided I had in February twenty twenty, um, after forty three rides the motorcycle was retired. Now get to why we retired it after a little bit, but a little story here. Uh, last spring, I believe it was in April, um, I was in Florida. And it was time for me to come back up to Minnesota. So I had Gold Star families to visit um, south of Tallahassee, Florida, in Tallahassee, in uh, um, 
both in Alabama, in Huntsville, Alabama, and St. Louis, Missouri. And then after St. Louis, Missouri, I got to make a beeline to Minneapolis where I got to take a day off. That Or that was the plan. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I, I take off from Orlando. We also stopped to visit a Gold Star family in Ocala, Florida. Um, so anyway, we're off on this ride. We're doing this magnificent thing, and I'm, I'm riding about four days. And I woke up a little bit north of Tallahassee, and then I made a beeline for Dothan. That's only about an hour and a half ride, more or less. Uh, so no big deal there. And then I there's a monument in, in Dothan for the military. And a lot of, well, fallen heroes in particular have their names engraved all over this monument. And, and not just recent, but they go back to the Civil War. Civil War uh, casualties are have their names engraved on this massive big monument that's in a big circle there in Dothan, Alabama. And that's where I met the Gold Star family. And we met and we talked. We were there for like three and a half hours, and then a thunderstorm was rolling in. And I told them, I said, you know, I don't mind riding in the rain, but I'm going to sit it out a little bit when we got tornadoes coming through. <laughs> so they said, well, where are you going to go? And I said, well, I was going to go down here to Waffle House and have a little breakfast, and then <laughs> I'm going to wait out the tornado. And, you know, I I use the term tornado loosely, but there actually was a tornado <laughs> on, on that day, and the thunderstorms were rolling through. And anyway, they came with me to Waffle House and bought my breakfast, and that was incredibly generous and, and kind of them. So I leave the the it's still raining, but the thunderstorm is gone, tornado is gone. So we we bid our adieus after about four hours together, and then uh, I go north toward Huntsville, Alabama, and I'm riding in the rain, and I rode in the rain seventy five miles, and I'm in this little town. It's somewhere in central Alabama. And um, I'm going up a hill. And we got two lanes of traffic going each direction. And the speed limit is 50. And I have to come to a stop for a red light. There's a car in front of me, red light. And I'm going up a hill in the rain. And I dumped the clutch when the light turned green and the motorcycle died. And if you've done any motorcycle riding, you know that every now and then you're going to slip on the clutch and, and right. pull in the clutch and you hit the start button. And it's supposed to go again, <laughs> but he mine didn't. But but mine did not. Anyhow, I'm, I immediately hit my four ways to let the guy behind me know that I wasn't going anywhere, uh, and he just kind of sat there and honked at me. Anyway, I'm trying to. I got to push it across two lanes of traffic going uphill. It's a thousand pound motorcycle, and I'm in the rain and all this. Anyway, I'm thinking, how the hell am I going to get the signal off the road? The speed limit's fifty. The light's green. Anyway, I pull it over to the, the center line there, and I look over my shoulder, and there's a big truck who saw what was going on, and he'd come to a stop, and he had his four ways, and he wasn't letting any traffic go through <laughs> so I could get the motorcycle off the side of the road. And I get it off to the side of the road, and I'm still going up the hill because I got it's still a hill. Anyway, uh, you know, when you, you get these streets, you get the street, and then you get the curb, and then you get a little grass, and then you get a sidewalk, and then you get a little grass, and then you got a parking lot. Mm -hmm. At least that's the way this one. So that little stretch between the curb and the sidewalk, I refer to that as the boulevard. That's what I just never mind. Why? Just let me do that. <laughs> this truck pulls up onto the boulevard, rolls down his window and says, hey, you need some help? <laughs> trying to push a thousand pound motorcycle in the rain. Yeah, I'd love some help. Anyway, he leaves the truck right there in the boulevard, you know, in between the road and the sidewalk. Uh -huh. And he comes out and he helps me push it up. We push it into the into the parking lot there. We just went into that parking lot. It was right there. And he says, uh, so you know what's wrong with it? I said, no, I got no idea. He says, 
you know, I got two buddies that just opened a motorcycle repair shop. Do you want me to call them? <laughs> uh, yes, call them. Sure. No. This, sounds, a this sounds like a this sounds like a full skit of Bill Ingball's Here's your sign. <laughs> well, there are only bits and pieces of it are are the here's your sign stuff. Right. The, the, you know, you're gonna understand the true nature of why I want to tell this story at this point in the well, first of all, I get to have a lot of fun when I tell it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got the motorcycle in the parking lot. He calls his buddies. And while he's calling his buddies, I get out my phone. I got my little smart app there. I do a little 30-second Instagram thing. And I do an Instagram. Hey, Tony from Gold Star Ride Foundation. Here's the bike. It's sick. I'll get back to you later with more. Click. That's it. And I posted it. And I didn't think anything of it because nobody watched. There's, there's thousands of those, thirty me doing 30-second videos on Instagram and Facebook. And nobody pays any attention to those things. Right. Anyway, so I didn't think anything more of it. But as soon as I get the thing done, I put my phone back in my pocket, and there's a guy standing there. And he said, yeah, he called me. I said, well, that didn't take you very long. He said, no, we're going to check a few things out here. And he had a ohm meter and a couple other little diagnostic-type tools there. And he gets on the internet, yep, your, your starter is toast. You, you don't have a starter anymore. And he said, oh, well, is that something you guys can fix in your shop? <laughs> nope, where shop is too new. We don't have enough tools to get this job done. You're going to have to go to a Harley dealer. Okay, great. He says, do you want to go 75 miles north to, I think it was Huntsville, mm-hmm. or do you want to go 75 miles south to Dothan? Because those are your two options to get this starter fixed. They said, oh, well, I'll figure that out. And he says, I'll call my buddy. We'll get the trailer over here. He said, okie doke. And I call up Huntsville. Nope, we don't have that starter. We won't have it for at least two weeks. Well, so much for going north. And I called Dothan down south. They said, yeah, we got that starter. We'll get that fixed for you tomorrow morning. It's 5 o'clock in the afternoon already, 5, Mm -hmm. 5.30 in the afternoon, something like that. Uh, Or it's pushing that hour. Anyway, um, as soon as I get off the phone with Dothan, the Harley dealer, there's a truck with a trailer sitting right there in the parking lot. (laughs) I said, well, that didn't take you very long. He said, no, let's get it pushed in here. Push it in there, throw the gear in there. We've got all this stuff. And I get in the back seat of the truck, and these two guys get in the front seat of the truck, and they say, okay, off to Dothan we go. And I said, okay, off to Dothan we go. <laughs> and we're down. We're going down the road to Dothan. Again, it's 75 miles, but, you know, when you're in a truck, you can go faster in the rain. <laughs> so we're, 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 we're making good time, and we're going down the road. And we're, as we're going down the road, I, I said to the driver, who is the second guy to arrive, the first guy to arrive is the passenger up front. And I said to him, I said, uh, hey, listen, you don't get to just uh, pick up a motorcycle and give me a tow for nothing. So, uh, you know, I'm going to have to reward you guys for for doing this for me. So what's that going to be? And he said, oh, no, that doesn't happen here. And they said, what the heck are you talking about? And he says, listen, this is a company truck that we're driving. We took the, you know, we just took off from work. This is a company truck. The company is owned by a two-star general who's retired. I'm retired from the, he said, I'm a former Marine, and he's in the Air National Guard right now. There's nothing that we're not going to do to help a vet who's stuck on the side of the road. So, so much for the here's your sign stuff. Uh, (laughs) 
And I was like, I was like beside myself. Was like, okay, whatever you, whatever you're gonna say. Is there. Anyway, we get to the Harley dealership right at six o'clock. They're just pulling the door down. They bring it back up. We push the motorcycle in there. They say, okay, uh, we'll take care of it in the morning. Okay, great. They took me over to the hotel. Everything's fine. It's good. We parted company. We're best of friends. Um, and everything is the way everything is supposed to be, right? So next morning, phone rings. Harley dealer at six o'clock in the morning. Or seven o'clock in the morning. Harley, hey, can we work on this bike? Yep, fix it. Okay, we'll fix it. And hang up the phone. Go back to sleep. Wake up three hours later. Now it's eleven o'clock in the morning, and I'm thinking, okay, I got a, I got a two block walk to go get the motorcycle out of the dealership. So here's me, chaps over this shoulder and laptop bag over this shoulder and backpack over here and putting on my leather coat and putting on my vest and I go outside and it's ninety degrees. Oh my God. <laughs> Carrying all this stuff for two blocks. You got to walk down to the dealership. You know, all things considered, that was the easiest part of the day. Or, but anyway, so I walked down to the dealership and I walk into the back door, the service entrance. I throw everything on a couch that they had sitting there. I walk back, talk to the guy. He says, Yep, it's all done. He's just taking, I'm just going to, I need 10 minutes to do the paperwork and then you're out of here. And I said, Okay, cool. Can I go talk to the GM? And I want to tell him about the Gold Star Ride Foundation and the work that we do and stuff like that and see if he wants to help out with the bill a little. So, yeah, go. you got 10 minutes. So I go talk to this this guy, and we're sitting in his office. I'm telling him about the Gold Star Ride Foundation, how we help Gold Star families, and how I'm on the motorcycle, and the motorcycle broke down, and, and, and would you be kind enough to help with any of that? And just about that point in the conversation, an older guy, Guy must have been 75 or 80. Sticks his head in around the corner and he says, Hey, there was just somebody here looking for somebody. Was it you? <laughs> okay, you got to bring back the here's your sign thing for that one. Because I just burst into laughter. I said, How would I know? Did he ask for anybody? Did he, did he say his name? He said, No, no, no. He was just looking for somebody. Thought maybe it was you. I got no idea. So and then I turn to the GM and the GM says, let's go find out. So we walk together. We walk out. We see this one guy sitting over there all by himself. And he's just sitting there. And the only people in the whole dealership is me and this guy sitting there and the manager and the old guy and a couple other people that are working there. But there's no people in there. So we walk over to him and he stands up and he says, you, Tony? And I said, yeah. He says, I'm Ricardo. Oh, I skipped a very important part of the story. <laughs> Last night at the hotel, I went and checked all my social media, and I got a message through social media that said, I want to come and help you fix your motorcycle. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, again, I didn't think anything of that because people say they're going to do that kind of crazy shit all the time. Anyway, he says, hi, I'm Ricardo. I'm the guy that texted you, said I was going to come and help you fix your motorcycle. I said, how long you been here? He said, about three minutes. He walked in the front door when I was walking in the back door. But that's not the whole, that's not the story. That's just the timing of the thing. So he walked in the front door. I walked in the back door. And I said, how'd you get here? He said, I rode my motorcycle. I said, where did you come from? He said, St. Cloud, Florida. And I looked at him and I said, what? St. Cloud, Florida. You rode here from St. Cloud, Florida. Listen, folks, that's a five and a half hour drive of the wheels turning. Yeah. Hmm. Not not counting gasoline stops. He was on his motorcycle at 4 30 in the morning in order to get there by 11. Jesus. <laughs> what are you riding? He says, Oh, I got an 883 Sportster. What? <laughs> 
Okay, the smallest Harley Davidson you can ride. This guy gets on it at four thirty in the morning and does a six-hour major ride to get there. And and then about this time, the the GM says, "I'll be right back." You guys talk for a little bit, and he comes back. Anyway, he comes back around the corner. He says, "Look, I shaved twenty-five percent off the bill." And we walk back there, and he wouldn't let me pay for anything. He pulled out his gold card, dropped it down. Said, well, listen, you got to let me at least buy you a cup of coffee. Let's go to Starbucks and get a cup of coffee. So we're, we ride together over to Starbucks, get a cup of coffee. Turns out he spent six years in the Navy and he was on submarines and doing, oh, he was doing the crypto stuff with uh, decoding and encoding and mm-hmm. reading the enemy lines and all that bullshit. And he was a, so he's an IT guy. Anyway, he's about 32 years old and, and he, he had heard me on a podcast two years earlier and had been following me religiously, waiting for an opportunity to come and do something <laughs> for our charity organization. Uh, That's great. So that so I we finally parted company. We we spent like ninety minutes talking, and then we finally parted company because I had <laughs> I had to get to Huntsville to see another Gold Star family. Mm-hmm. So I got a three hour ride to go, and now it's. 1.30 in the afternoon or 2 o'clock in the afternoon or something. And I'm riding down the road, the exact same road I was on the day before, except now the sun is shining. It's 90 degrees. It's a beautiful <laughs> day. The day before it was in the rain all the way. Anyway, uh, I just tooling down the road, and I'm looking at the sun, and I'm enjoying the scenery and everything. And I'm I just can't wait for my next breakdown. Because <laughs> I just – because the, 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 the most incredible things happen yeah. when – when when you break down, when you get an opportunity to meet the people who really live in this country, mm-hmm. it'll just blow you away. The, it'll just blow. There is it, a. They are so incredible. There is a series. Um, I think he started out on YouTube and he got it on Amazon Prime somehow. Um, but this guy. It's not very difficult. Well, it's when you not see very the difficult qual- to get on Amazon Prime, when when you see it, you're like, "That's on Amazon." But I digress. Um, <laughs> the the guy had started on one part of the country and went to another part of the country, basically to 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 show exactly what you're talking about the generosity of others and every little bit. This truck he had was breaking down, and yeah. It didn't matter where he was at, what part of town, what state. It didn't matter. Somebody was there to help him just just because, you know, it, there was no rhyme just or reason. Because they come out of nowhere and they just take care of you. Mm-hmm. This country is filled with so many just incredible people. Yeah. And some of them aren't even veterans. Yeah. Yeah. It's, You're exactly right. Push the button for the laugh track. Well, I don't have I don't have that on. I, I can edit that in. I can I can even edit Ricardo's story into where it should be and make it all make sense for you in the end. <laughs> okay, listen, maybe that particular punchline wasn't that funny. No, no, it and, and you know, it, yeah, this country is just filled with just incredible human beings. It, it, it really Those is, people. and I think, in all honesty, we need to talk more about it because there's more of that going on than the BS negativity that we see in the media. Right. I mean, it's, and that's, that's probably the reason why I like this show so much because we get on and and we'll start 
and we'll just be bullshitting and, and throwing punchlines back and forth, and there'll be a great deal of laughter. And I love the fact that that's incorporated into your show here. Uh, but uh, aside from this show, pretty much all of them, they're like, okay, how can we scare the shit out of people? Yep. <laughs> how, can, how can we just make people think that the world is going to hell in a handbasket? Mm-hmm. Because it's not. Yeah. Well, aside from there's a couple parts of Chicago. <laughs> you can't vouch for that. Yeah, that's for damn sure. That's and, you know, I live in Minneapolis. There's a couple of parts of Minneapolis too. Now there there are, uh, but those parts are so well uh, taken away and uh, uh, from mainstream mm-hmm. that the you you know you really got to go look for those parts of town. Yeah, you do. And if you're just if you're just out exploring and being. Everything that you hear in the media is just bullshit. It is because because we're just we're just living in a country that's just filled with wonderful people. I have a friend wonderful. that um, is from Scotland, and we were talking. It's it's been a couple of years ago, and they were like, "Is it really that bad in America?" I was like, <laughs> "Not when I walk out my front door, which I can't walk, so I roll." But I was like. <laughs> Not out my front door. I was like, it's not even close. I said, it is literally written into a script. That's that's how how they get this up there. And yeah, I was like, listen, you, every everybody here and everybody listening, they all understand that when you say walk out the front door, it's a euphemism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, just, just throwing that out there. Just yeah, but but you're right, and, and and I think that's something that is lost in today's society, where you you have to go. Well, it's and look just for lost on TV. Yeah, it's just lost on media. The, the news can't find it. They can't find a good story with both hands. This um, is true. <laughs> you know, even if it was hiding in a wet paper bag, they couldn't get it out. And, you know, uh, that's well, but, that's why I quit watching news a, a, quite a while ago. Like, I cannot sit here and watch an hour news show anymore. It, it's It's so depressing because every story or every other story is, well, this blew up. This person died. This murder happened. This homicide happened. Yep. It's like, no, that's okay. That's for, an everyday me, occurrence, no matter how you look at it. But that's yeah, not all for, that's going on. For me, it was July 13th, 2007. That's when I stopped watching the news. <laughs> Listen, that's not completely true. I will watch the news if I'm on it. Right. <laughs> aside from that. Right. Um, and incidentally, not for nothing, I was just on the news in September. Did you send? Is that what you sent me, Link? I don't know. I don't remember if that that one or the other podcast. The it it was something he sent me, and I was like, "Oh, that's badass!" I I can't. I slept at least an hour since then. So was it was it a video clip of some sort? Like I said, I slept an hour since then. So (laughs) well, see, we can you know if it's a video, then we can get to say, "Well, listen." Was it me talking to somebody or was it a news story that included another gold star, a gold star mother? I and really story wish of her I could son. remember. Um, because that, that the newscast in Arkansas in September was me visiting uh, Jill. Um, I'll drop her first name. Jill was Ben Cop's mother. Ben Cop was an army ranger um, who uh, he managed to save everybody in his unit. From everybody except the sniper, he I think he had something like nine kills, and then the sniper caught him in the leg, uh, and it hit the femoral artery. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I don't I don't know I don't I don't do medicine, but um, anyway, by the time they got him to the hospital, he was in a coma, 
and he had registered himself as an organ donor. Um, so his liver went to save somebody, his kidneys went to save a couple other people, a whole bunch of tissue went to save this, that, and the other people. I mean, he was helping people left, right, and center. And his heart actually went to a woman who was 59 years old in Chicago. Um, wow. She's still, and Jill, who was Ben's mother, has met the woman in Chicago that got Ben's heart. Anyway, the the, the whole concept of the thing became... Um, noteworthy a news reporter here in the Minneapolis area caught wind of the story and he got together with her and they co-authored the book, the heart of a ranger, which is the the whole story of the, of the whole thing. And she lives in Arkansas. And uh, um, so she was one of the two gold stars that we honored when we were in Arkansas that whatever week that was in September. But anyway, the, the local news in Arkansas came out and did a story on us. We actually have somebody listening from Arkansas right now. I'm not even joking. Which part? Which part? Uh, I think it says Harrison. Yeah. No, I meant which part did I know? <laughs> I, I don't know where Harrison, Arkansas is. Oh, I thought you, sorry. I, I thought, I thought you asked I, I which thought part I knew of Arkansas. Everything. I thought I knew everything about Arkansas. Um, yeah, we've honored a lot of Gold Star families in Arkansas. That's, As a matter of, matter of fact, one of uh, one of the families that we honored back in 2018 that uh, was from Arkansas was one of the most horrific Vietnam stories to ever come down the road. Um, I'll share it with you real quickly. Uh, the guy's from Arkansas, and he's in Vietnam fighting, and there are three helicopters flying in a formation over some rice paddies. One of them gets shot down. The other two land, and one guy volunteers to go check for survivors. Mm-hmm. There aren't any. So as he's running back, both helicopters took off, each one thinking that the other was going to grab him. And he was never seen again. And his mother passed away in then, and that was like 1968. Um, his mother passed away in 1988. And when she passed away, she said to her daughter, which would have been the fallen hero's sister, never stop looking for your brother. And the sister saved up all her pennies and aluminum cans and tops and all that other crap. And every two years, she would take a trip to Vietnam looking for something that she could bring home to say it was her brother. Dog tags or DNA or or anything. Mm -hmm. And she never found anything. And she passed away of brain cancer, I want to say, in 2017. Mm -hmm. And she had two sons. And both of them were professionals and doing whatever, whatever. They picked up the reins. So they go every two years. They're going back to Vietnam. Still to this day, if I'm not mistaken, they still go back every two years. They're looking for their uncle in Vietnam because the, the family promised to never stop looking for him. Because oh. nobody knows what happens. So that's but what, that's my. 54 uh, so years ago. Right. You said 68, right? Well, 60 is when. The helicopter incident, well, that's when the incident took place in Vietnam. Right. And and then it was 20 years later in 88 when his mother passed away. And on her deathbed, yeah. she made her daughter promise right. to never stop looking for him. So that's that's uh, um, that's one of them just, it's just a really sad story. Yeah, it's, uh, it's um, sad, but yeah. also heartwarming at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Because now we got these two guys, they're probably in their 40s now. Uh, they're professionals and, and, you know, they're, and every two years they're going to look for something. 
Yeah, because what's the saying? You don't die until the last person stops talking about you or something like that. Well, the the phraseology that I use is that a soldier dies two deaths. One when his heart stops beating and the second one when we stop saying his name. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's why part of what the Gold Star Ride Foundation does, part of what it does, it's kind of a weird (laughs) way to control what I'm about to say. Have another bourbon. Part of the (laughs) mission. The mission. We've grown. We've grown a little bit since 2018 when it was just me on a broken down motorcycle. So now we are. Now we have a broken down recreational vehicle, and we have a broken down truck, and we have a trailer that's in a state of disrepair. But the trailer is only big enough to haul one motorcycle, and it's covered in rubber, so it's kind of a funky trailer. But um, the trailer is decorated with the names of fallen heroes, all of which are fallen heroes whose families I've met. Now, granted, I've met more than 450 Gold Star families in four and a half years, and I think we've only got 128 names or 132 names on the trailer or something like that. So it's it's a lot easier for me to go see families than it is for me to take the trailer to the printer and get the names put on. Um, but it's all part of the same storyline. And I was just uh, recently, um, recently I was looking at the trailer and I was just reading, I just kind of reading the names and I'm reading them. And instantly, as soon as I read the name, I remember exactly what the story was on how they died, what their family was like, who I met in their family. Was it their mother, their sister, their brother? Um, and and that's another thing that separates Gold Star Ride Foundation from any other potential um, charity that does similar work, uh, like uh, Folds of Honor, for example, which is a charity that I don't like because they got me kicked out of Sturgis. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Um, I'll tell you the story if you want to hear it, but of course, <laughs> but, uh, my question is you got the names of, of all these, uh, families and members and stuff like that on your, on your right. trailer, but do you have right. a stencil of a deer on your bike now that you've, uh, decided now, to take one of those on guys out? We haven't talked about that yet. <laughs> no, we haven't. <laughs> no, we haven't. We haven't talked about that yet. Uh, however, it is available on social media. <laughs> I don't think I, I don't think I post anything on our website about it, but I, 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 it was the end of our 43rd ride. It was the second or third week in September. Uh, I was on my way home from about, I was coming home to Minneapolis here in Minneapolis. Uh, I was on my way home to Minneapolis. I had about 650 miles on the day and I had about 200 miles to go. Started in uh, Hot Springs, South Dakota, where there's a, a veterans home that uh, that and the veterans home has its own cemetery, and the cemetery goes back to the Civil War. So there are graves out there from the Civil War, and uh, I go down there with a group of guys from Aberdeen, South Dakota, called the Old Cronies, and we go down there and we do um, we raise a bunch of money for a couple of weeks, and then we go down there and give it to the veterans home in hot springs so that they can use it for to take their guys the the people out fishing or whatever and i'm sure you guys are all familiar with what it is what a veterans home is that's basically the retired assisted living for veterans um so yeah when they want to go fishing and stuff then you know we pony up the money for that and we did a couple other things that we were there for about three or four days or five or six or seven anyway I was on my way home from Hot Springs, uh, South Dakota. I stopped in Madison, South Dakota, where my son is a college student. And uh, there you go. Um, 
and um, you probably had a little bit too much time with him for dinner. We ended up hanging out for about three hours. That was really cool. Uh, but anyway, Pipestone, Minnesota is 30 miles from South Dakota line and 30 miles north of the Iowa line in southwestern Minnesota. And Pipestone is where I was going. That's where I was going to hotel it for the night, and then I was going to finish the ride home the next day. And uh, I was a mile from Pipestone. I could see the lights of the city. And city is, I'm using that term very broadly. <laughs> Pipestone is, I think, about 2,000 people or something. Anyway, uh, I could see the lights of the city. It was about a mile and a half or two miles in front of me. So I accelerated a little bit, and I was going 70 miles an hour. And all I saw was the deer's rib cage hit the headlight. Hmm. Uh, and so you hit a deer at 70 miles an hour, and some things are going to happen. Now, I'm not a physicist. <laughs> But I can tell you, you hit a deer at 70 miles an hour, it's going to leave a dent in the fender. A couple of people told me that I could just rub it out. But no, no the motorcycle is completely totaled. Uh, he, he, The deer, she, I should say, <laughs> the deer managed to fold itself around the motorcycle and destroyed the engine roll cage on both sides My of the motorcycle. My goodness. It broke the forks. The fender was completely demolished. The headlight was, the headlight still illuminated, but it was shining straight down on the road. Uh, the spotlights and blinkers, all that stuff was broken and gone. And the lowers were destroyed. Uh, and the the lower on the, you know, there's a roll cage on the big Harleys to protect the engine if you should happen to lay it down. Because in reality, there are only two kinds of bikes those that have gone down and those that will. Right. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so that's what that roll cage is. That's, so that's some pretty solid steel. And the deer managed to bend it like a pretzel on both sides of the motorcycle. Uh, and so I folded the deer in half at the front of the motorcycle, and then I went right over the top of it. And I, I tell you, uh, I, I got a friend named Head Dog who lives out in Indiana. Uh, Head Dog rides with me to uh, Washington, D.C., uh, for the Memorial Day weekend ride and the stuff that we do out there. We take care of Gold Star families, and he's the uh, he takes care of the wall gang out of Michigan City, Indiana, and we ride with the National Veterans Awareness Ride out of Sacramento, California. Anyway, all of that stuff happens, and we go to Washington, D.C. for the big uh, MIAPOW protest. Uh, it's supposed to be a protest specifically for the President of the United States, but Biden likes to leave town for that protest. Anyway, um, <laughs> Head Dog. Head Dog is his road name. And Head Dog says, well, you've seen 450 Gold Star families. And I said, yep. He says, I guess you've got about 450 guardian angels taking care of you. And I have to say, I think I do. Because, listen, I've done a little research. I did I did a uh, some internet searching and stuff like that. And I couldn't find any stories of anybody who hit a deer at 70 miles an hour and lived, let alone didn't even put the bike down. Yeah, and I did. And I did both of those things. I walked out. I didn't even stop. I'm, I'm honestly <laughs> even, surprised went, you didn't have seven, some injury. I went from 70 miles an hour to 20 miles an hour in less than a heartbeat. Right. But I did not. Literally. <laughs> Literally. And I did not even stop. And I tell you, I was in a wobble, so I had to kind of control that. I, You know, there's all kinds of things should have happened. I should have crashed. I should have died. 
But, you know, so I have this wobble going and I accelerate a little bit to get out of the wobble and the wobble stops. And <laughs> this is how freaked out I was. I didn't realize I was still in sixth gear and I was going 25 <laughs> miles an hour. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I bet anyway, that sounded uh, great. <laughs> <laughs> sounded just like that. I imitated it perfectly. Anyway, uh, the when, when the wobble stopped and I had a moment to have a thought, uh, the very first thing that went through my mind was, holy fuck, I'm still alive. <laughs> <laughs> and I would I would clean that up for for the sake of the audience or whatever. But I think it would detract a little from the meaning that I had at that moment <laughs> in my life, because I really was completely amazed that I was still alive. Um, yeah. It, you know, people hit a deer at 30 and they're in the hospital for two weeks. Yeah. You know, people hit a deer at 50 and they're dead. Uh, and the stories are all of them. He hit a deer at 50 miles an hour. He's dead now. Yeah. Um, just there just there's just no such thing as hitting a deer at 70 and walking away from it. And I walked away from it. I did have one little teeny tiny scratch on the back of this hand right here. And it was it was the size of Lincoln's head <laughs> on a penny. <laughs> and that, that was it. And I think what happened is when the deer folded in half, some of it, one of his bones broke through his skin and it caught the back of my hand as he, and and that was it. Now behind me, you know, I got a big back seat because my wife likes to ride in luxury. So <laughs> got the big back seat, big back seat. It's filled with deer shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, <laughs> apparently I had to squeeze some of that stuff out of the animal. So yeah, we're we are without a, after forty three rides, we are currently without um, a motorcycle. Wife went hunting with the car a few weeks ago. Most expensive deer ever, forty eight hundred dollars, six pointer. Well, that's <laughs> at least you got to keep the deer, right? <laughs> I, I imagine I could have kept the deer. Uh, the deer that I hit, I do not believe it had any antlers. I. I didn't really see, but I didn't really not see. So I don't believe it had any antlers. So I think I hit a female deer. Speaking um, of chat. If but I hate to break this to you there, Mag 44, but my bike is totaled. <laughs> 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 Most recent estimate for its value was $14,000. Wow. And I didn't get to keep the six pointer <laughs> or any, I didn't get to keep any points. <laughs> If you are listening, uh, time to put antlers on the helmet. Well, snap who I would do that if I wore a helmet. <laughs> if you are listening and you're not in chat, you can do so at dbradio.net forward slash chat. And you can ask Tony any questions that you may have or, or talk to him or give stories and he can give his. Uh, listen, I'll, I'll be more than happy to enlighten anybody. Any any way I see fit. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, Nafu, I don't know what the difference is between. I don't know what a forky or a bottom button buck is. I don't yeah, know what I, either one of those. I don't are. either. <laughs> and I'm from North Carolina. So. <laughs> um, I do have a question Which, about the the bike since yours was totaled. Tony, are you guys looking yeah. for one from someone maybe that can donate? Oh. Are you looking for a new one? Uh, you know, I'm, 
I don't have anything new. Why should I start now? Right. Um, the motorcycle uh, was a the motorcycle was very old and uh, no sense in getting a new one of those. The trailer that we have is 18 years old. Uh, my truck is a 1999. Our recreational vehicle is a 1996. Um, incidentally, the recreational vehicle needs a new engine. <laughs> We've been working on that all weekend. Uh, and uh, the yeah, so no, I'm not looking for anything new. Um, if somebody pulls up in the driveway tomorrow with a brand new Ultra and he says, look, I heard you on the DV radio podcast and I decided to buy you a brand new bike, I'm probably not going to say no thanks, get it out of here. Uh, but, <laughs> but, you know, there are so many things that are on the new bikes that are just different from everything that I'm using. Mm-hmm. For example, they all have hydraulic clutches now. Yeah, I've heard that. Uh, yeah, so that's that's uh that's kind of new. And you know, another thing is uh, <laughs> one of the breakdowns I had. Uh, when was that breakdown? Ten months ago in in uh, February, I did a ride from in the winter. I'd try to ride in the south, so I we do our staging in Florida as much as possible. So in February last year, I rode from Orlando, Florida, to San Antonio, Texas, and Dallas and Austin and Houston and Shreveport and uh, Pensacola, Tallahassee and Mobile. And I was on my way back to uh, Orlando when the clutch went out. And the first thought, the first thing happened when the clutch went out is I stopped moving. You know, it's just slowly the speedometer is going down and the RPM is going up. And well, clearly we have a clutch issue. <laughs> well, we got, you know, a hundred thousand miles on a motorcycle. So, you know, we can expect a clutch issue. Anyway, I pulled off the side of the road there. I was on Interstate 10, and I pulled off on the side of the road, and I'm there going, well, I got to let's see if we can adjust it because there's, you know, we can clutch, we can adjust the cable on the clutch. And um, uh, I couldn't get it. I didn't, I didn't have any tools, and it hadn't been ever adjusted, and I needed to get after that with a couple of vice grips or something. Anyway, I'm there, and I'm lousy Blake and Freaking can't go anywhere and you're in the truck pulls up guy jumps out of the truck says you got some problems and i said yeah i'm trying to adjust my clutch but i don't have any wrenches or anything he's oh i got some of those uh anyway long story short for this part of the story uh vietnam vet couldn't wait to help me out on the side of the road had all the tools i needed gave me a seat cover that i still have uh a memory foam seat cover that's like two inches thick it's like Awesome. And he gave me a guardian angel that I got to pin into my little windshield pocket. So the guy, I got a guardian angel watching me that he gave to me. Um, and he gave me, yeah, he helped me a lot. Uh, we went over to a store and bought some wrenches and he let me keep them all. And it was, it was a really cool little deal there. Anyway, we adjusted the cable. I got some more miles on it and I ended up going about 75 or a hundred miles down the road before it went out completely. And I managed to limp down the road going 40 miles an hour. I couldn't go 41. <laughs> I couldn't go 38. I could only go 40. And I had to keep it in fourth gear. If I put it in fifth gear, it would start sliding all over. And if I put it in third gear, it would start sliding all over. But if I held it 40 miles an hour in fourth gear, I could just hold it right there. And I was on the side of the road, had the four ways going. And I rode like that for 30 miles. And I stopped in front of this little shingle. Uh, this guy had... Uh, a motorcycle repair shop, just no name, no custom, no no dealership or anything like that. Just a guy working on motorcycles in his garage and on the main drag. And so I pulled in there and I said, 
um, I need a clutch. You think you got one? Now, listen, before I got there, I stopped on the side of the road and I called every Harley Davidson dealership within 300 miles. And it was Daytona Bike Week. So nobody had nothing. Everything oh, got shipped geez. over to Daytona. And yeah. I wasn't looking at being able to get a clutch from Harley Davidson. And I'm just talking parts here now. I wasn't able to get anything from them for a minimum of three weeks. Well, I wanted to get home. So <laughs> down the road, I go 40 miles an hour. And I, uh, I told you all that part already, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I pull in there and he says, well, first thing we got to do is make sure it's your clutch. I said, there it is. Take it for a ride. <laughs> he jumps on it. He goes about three feet. and He says, hey, you know what? Your clutch is shot. <laughs> I said, doing bowl. I said, can you fix it? Can you fix it? And he said, of course I can fix it. I said, do you have the parts? He says, well, I don't know about that. Let me look. And he goes, disappears for like four minutes, comes back. He says, yeah, I got the part. I got a part right here. And I said, fix it. Great. How long will it take you? And he says, well, you're on the road. You got places to go. I said, that's correct. I just came back from Dallas, Texas, and I got to get to, or, you know, I got to get another 200 miles down the road. And he says, uh, well, we're going to push some stuff out of the way. We'll get after it right now. It'll take us about three and a half, four hours. I said, I just passed a restaurant. I'm going to walk down there and get some lunch, and I'll leave you to it. You guys have a good time and do whatever, whatever. And he says, okay, great. So I go do that, and I come back like 90 minutes later, and I walk in, and I just, I don't want to get in his way because he's working on my bike. And he starts telling me, he says, man, you should have seen how bad that clutch was. Oh, man. <laughs> you look at him over there. He's, he's got that big pile of crap. He just dug that out of your clutch casement because we can't put the new clutch in with that crap in there. And you had a big pile of black stuff. Just <laughs> anyway. Uh, so I, I sit down on a, a chair that he's got there in the shop and I sit there and I'm, again, I'm not, I don't want to slow him down. So I'm not heavily engaged in conversation. I'm just kind of looking around and, Oh, look, there's a plaque on the wall over there. Oh, there's a plaque on the wall. Over oh, that one says racing. Oh, there's another one over there. Anyway, he starts talking to me and he says, yeah, I was four time national drag racing quarter mile champion. What? Four times. Four years, the quarter mile national champion. Holy and he looks, he, he does one of these. He's down here, he's working on the motorcycle, right? He's he's way down here close to the ground. And he says, See all that crap on the wall? I didn't get that off eBay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's shorten up the story to get to the punchline and all that stuff. He did not have a stock clutch. He had a racing clutch, a special aftermarket <laughs> racing clutch. And this is what he installed in it. Now, and then he got it all done, took it out for a test drive, come back. He said, there you go. It's all done. It's ready to go. I said, well, what do I owe you? <laughs> the scariest part of all of these conversations, what do I owe you? He says, well, let's see. And he goes, and he says, and by this point, he had found out about Gold Star Ride Foundation, and he had found out about 501c3 and he had found out about helping honoring the the families of fallen heroes and he found out about all that stuff and he knew what kind of ride i was on and he's he's working out on it he's got a three he's got a spiral notebook that's four inches one way and six inches the other way just a little teeny tiny notebook and he's scribbling with a pencil (laughs) he says here you go circles the number and he passes it over to me now when i called harley davidson they said 
if we had a clutch, it would be $680. Wait, is that to actually install it? No, that's just the part. I was about to say. (laughs) That's just the part. $680 for the part, and they're looking at four hours at $200 an hour for labor to install it. Oh, my God. Wow. So this new this new friend of mine that I met on the Gulf Coast of Florida circles the number and he turns the notebook and he hands it over to me. And he says, there you go. And I looked at it. I looked at him and I said, you sure? He said, yep, I'm sure. There you go. $387. Parts and labor. Wow. I'm telling you, the people that you get a chance to meet when you break down, when, whenever anything, you don't even have to break down. You can just stop at a gas station, walk mm-hmm. in and say, hey, how you doing? I'm from that state three rack over there. <laughs> and, and you've become instant friends all over the place. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I took that motorcycle out. Now, I've been riding a motorcycle for 100,000 miles. This motorcycle for 100,000 miles. So I know what this motorcycle feels like. And I tell you what, there's a couple of things about this motorcycle with a 96 cubic inch engine and a six speed transmission and a factory clutch. There's some things I can tell you about this motorcycle. I could never spin the back tire by dumping the clutch <laughs> unless it was rainy or wet or some, somehow other slippery. I could never pull the front wheel off the ground by dumping the clutch. That, that just wasn't going to happen. Right. I could do two things by dumping the clutch. Well, one thing I could kill the motor. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> I get out on the road with this thing and I dumped the clutch and I spun the back wheel for about 10 feet and the front wheel came off the ground that far. <laughs> I went, holy shit, <laughs> this clutch is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I love that clutch. I love that clutch. See, that's one of the reasons why I'm keeping the motorcycle, even though I can't fix it because the frame is bent. So right. there's, there's no sense going there. But I'm keeping the motorcycle because... That clutch has only got about 1,500 miles on it. <laughs> well, I'm going to yank that clutch out someday, and I'm going to put it in a new bike. I'm telling you. For those that uh, are listening, that are hopefully listening to your wonderful, hilarious, and heartwarming stories and have heard about, you know, the motorcycle breaking down and the motorcycle being demolished by a deer um <laughs> if they wanted now, to get in contact was the motorcycle with you really demolished by the deer and the frame's gone demolished by the motorcycle <laughs> is there a win-win here or is there a lose-lose <laughs> if they do uh, want well, to help it. you in some way shape or form or they do have a bike or anything of that nature how can they contact you and, and work out something or or see what you are interested in as far as bikes and things of that nature? Well, we do our best to keep everything up to date at goldstarride.org. Just goldstarride.org. Everything kind of starts and ends there. If you want to get involved with a a donation that's larger than a thousand bucks, I'm going to ask you to call me anyway, because I'd rather get a check in the mail than pay the fees for the credit card transaction on a thousand dollar donation. Mm-hmm. But any, if you want to get involved with anything bigger than that, and, and we are now at a point where we can accept anything with a title as a donation. So we can take real estate, we can take mobile homes, we can take, we really don't like boats. But we can take them. Especially those from um, Columbia. Yeah. It, you know, it's it's funny when I say that because that reminds me, well, we've taken motorcycles for a while. We've probably in four and a half years 
I want to say, I bet we've had 30 motorcycles donated to us. Wow. Yeah, some of them were really cool and some of them were crap. But uh, Well, for those wondering, you know, what do you do yeah. with those types of assets? Do you turn them in for money or do you give them to uh, people? Yeah, we, we do we do the best we we analyze it we mm-hmm. figure out what the best thing is to do with it you know for example i got a motorcycle here right now that was donated to us that's for sale it's a 41 year old yamaha okay um so we we just figured that you know what the thing runs like a sewing machine just 41 years old but wow uh it, it runs great it's got a stereo on it 41 years ago and had a radio Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a Yamaha 11 special, so it's an 1100 cc oh. motorcycle, okay. inline four, so it'll last forever if you do the simple maintenance on it, uh, and it's carbureted, but it it runs perfect. Uh, and we looked it over and we rode it up another road and said, you know, the best thing for us to do with this one is sell it. Mm-hmm. Be, this one needs a new home, um, so we got that one up for sale, and and that one, and then you know. I really don't know what's going to end up happening with the, the the motorcycle that got totaled by the deer. I have it in my head that uh, I want to keep doing what I do mm-hmm. until I, and, and I want to keep growing it as much as I can. Cause in a, in a perfect world, if I have my druthers, the gold star ride foundation will continue doing what it does long after I'm gone. That's as long as it's needed. As long as it's needed. If we run out of a need, okay, we can shut the doors and and we'll figure out something else. But in the meantime, uh, as long as it's needed, I want it to continue long after, uh, you know, I can ride a motorcycle anymore. And, you know, I'm going to be 60 years old very soon. <laughs> so I'm hanging out here with you young pups and and we're laughing and telling jokes. And it's like we've known each other forever. Right. <laughs> Maybe that's been... <laughs> Maybe that's because I drink. Okay. It's that chamomile. That's what it is. It's the, it's the fountain of youth. See, see, now you're bringing in jokes that we were making before everybody else was listening. See, no, uh, um, you know, we talk about all of these stories, and I, I, I just love telling these stories. As a matter of fact, that is why there's a book. One of the easiest ways you can help the foundation is go online buy the book. You can buy the book from barnesandnobles.com. You can buy the book from amazon.com, or you can buy it from goldstarride.org. Um, there you go. There's the book right there. Thank you very much. Uh, thanks. That's why I've got oink and, 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 and hey, we're dog. That, <laughs> hey, when you put that up in the chat, did that come with a link to the website? Well, he's he's actually got the link <laughs> in, the, in the chat, and then he put the, the image in there. Okay. Well, that's the image of the book, so I appreciate that. Um <laughs> The book is yours very sincerely and respectfully. The name of the book comes from Abraham Lincoln. Uh, a couple of cool stories. Man, there's so many stories I want to tell you. How much time we got? <laughs> uh, right now, we've got until uh, top of the hour tonight. <laughs> well, we're just a little bit past the hour, so we're not even going to be looking for the top of the hour for another 15 minutes. Okay, so... <laughs> Okay, so fun stories from the road. Uh, here's one from the book. Uh, I was driving around in uh, western Pennsylvania, and I was in western Pennsylvania riding around where I don't need a lid because they don't have a lid law in Pennsylvania. 
Uh, I love Pennsylvania. I love the Allegheny Mountains uh, almost as much as the uh, Ozarks down there in Arkansas. For those but, that don't uh, know, lid laws is helmet laws. <laughs> it means you have to wear a helmet. If they have a lid law, you have to wear a helmet. Anyway, there's no lid law. In, well, the lid law doesn't apply to me. There, there is a lid law in, in Pennsylvania, but I think it's like if you're under 18 or if you're riding a motorcycle on an instruction permit or something like that. Anyway, it didn't apply to me because I'm a licensed motorcyclist. I've got years and years and years, decades and decades and decades of experience. And uh, um, anyway, so it didn't apply to me. But I had to go see a family in Lockport, New York. Lockport, New York, for you guys that failed geography, is just outside of Buffalo. And for those of you, again, who failed geography, that's where Niagara Falls is. So it's it's way up in the northwest corner of the state of New York. New York has a lid law. So I stop at the state line to put my helmet on. Now I stop at the state line. Everything's going great. Okay, got the start up the motorcycle. It goes about 10 feet and dies. And I'm like, well, that's weird. Anyway, I start messing around with this, that, and the other thing, trying to figure out what I can do to figure out why it won't start and start the thing up and it won't start and Desk, a couple of fond curse words. Um, anyway, uh, I'm there for like six minutes, seven minutes, just going, what the hell? Why won't it go? And in the meantime, I'm in the middle of traffic, people driving around me and stuff like that, because, you know, I just stayed where it died. Anyway, I hear this voice from behind me and says, hey, mine does that sometimes, too. Let's push it over here in the shade, see if we can figure it out. Okay, we're gonna push it over in the shade. Figure it out. Okay, so yeah, I turn and look, and this guy's like, you know, five, ten years older than me, and you know, he's got a white beard and white hair, and and he's on the left side of the motorcycle. I'm on the right side. My right hand is on the handlebar. My left hand is on the on the backrest in the back of the motorcycle, and he's on the other side of the motorcycle, holding it pretty much the same way. And now my motorcycle is covered with stickers that say um, Gold Star Ride Foundation. They like this. Okay, so there's a whole bunch of stickers all over. The, I think there's 13 stickers on the motorcycle that say Gold Star Ride Foundation. So we're pushing the motorcycle, and he says, hey, what's this uh, Gold Star Ride Foundation? So I tell him all about you know Gold Star families and honor and support and all this stuff. Riding all over the country, thousands of miles, all that stuff. And he says, well, what's a Gold Star family? And I tell him, you know, immediate family members, somebody who's killed in the military. And he stopped pushing. And the motorcycle stopped, and he stood upright, and he looked me dead in the face, and he said, my daughter was killed in Korea three years ago. And I said, well, that makes you a gold star dad. He said, nobody ever told me that. I said, well, I can't speak for everybody else, but, you know, um, I'm paraphrasing a little bit because I was still kind of frustrated with the motorcycle not working, right? Mm-hmm. And so I said, yeah, you're a gold star dad. That's That makes you kind of one of us. And he says, well, let's get this thing pushed over here, and then we're, we'll talk to you because you're a gold star dad, and we'll never mind the motorcycle. And we did that. And I hit the record button and we got a couple of things recorded. I got a couple of pictures of the, the deal, and, and I gave him a plaque. And the plaque is the Bixby letter, um, which I'm pretty sure all veterans – no by heart. I'm kidding. Uh, but the Bixby letter is the the letter that Abraham Lincoln wrote that um, expressed his condolences to the mother who lost five boys in the Civil War. And he signed that letter. Incidentally, that letter was also read at the beginning of the movie Saving Private Ryan. 
If you don't know what that letter is, you know what? That's worth the three minutes it'll take you to Google it and read it because it's mm-hmm. just awesome. That the, was the Massachusetts letter. family, right? Yeah. Okay. So there's three paragraphs long. And the first paragraph is Massachusetts family. We take that off. And the second paragraph and the third paragraph, we put it, we engrave it in a plaque and we leave it with every family that we go see. Um, and he signed it, yours very sincerely and respectfully, Abraham Lincoln. So that's the title of the book. So that's where that came from. Now, meanwhile, back to this guy at the state line of the Pennsylvania, New York state line, we're going back and forth for 20 minutes and I'm doing all I can for him. And I'm letting him know what things he's got available to him now because he's a gold star dad and he gets the plaque and he's in tears. So many tears. I got to deal with tears. So many tears. Anyway, um, after a little while, he just says, he says, uh, uh, listen, I got grandkids waiting for me, so we got to get this bike figured out. And I said, okay. And I put on the helmet again, locked it back up, straddled the seat, turned it on, hit the button. It started right up, and I drove four and a half hours without a hitch to get to Buffalo, New York, and the next family that I was going to visit that day. So why did the bike die? I don't know. I think some of them, uh, some of those guardian angels just said, let's stop here for a while because you need to talk to Joe. Yeah. Joe is his name, by the way. So, yeah, you need to talk to Joe. And uh, so we're going to stop the bike here just long enough for you to, to talk to Joe, and then you can go down the road again. And that's exactly what happened on that particular day. Now, listen, we got a um, um, I, I have to tell the next story because any tree will work. He's talking. Like, these comments don't. I, these, <laughs> this, this is why I any try, tree. This is why any try, tree will work. This mean? is why if I read chat, I try to stay up with it. If I don't, I don't read it because <laughs> it don't make no sense. Okay, well, I don't know what any tree will work means, but okay, so. You you strike um, me as a half helmet type of guy. It depends on the day. If um, if you have to the, wear one. Well, what's the weather? <laughs> <laughs> this is true too. If if you if you had to choose, if I have to wear one and it's a nice day. It's a half helmet kind yeah. of day. Yeah. If I have to wear one and it's raining, full face. It's, I'm I'm doing something a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so sorry. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> Did you figure out what the tree meant? I, I think he's talking to the other guy about the deer that hit the car that cost forty eight. Oh, you, these guys are talking about stuff and they're not paying attention to us at exactly, all. Exactly, exactly. This, this, uh, this dysfunctional. That's hey, that's the that's the game. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen. I've never done this before, but I'm going to do it right now. Pretend I can still hear you because I can't. (laughs) (laughs) They took my cans off. I can't hear you anymore. Okay. Love it. Love it. You still with us there, War Dog? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You you weren't on the last time. No, not at all, brother. I didn't think so. I was was trying to. Can you see that? Yeah, Uh, I see it. 
Oh, me. Uh, warm in my studio. <laughs> I'm going to leave that off for the rest of the talk. Mac 44 <laughs> said he's listening to your stories. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's if he's listening to the stories, then he's not able to read the chat, and he doesn't know what the tree means either. <laughs> well, you know what? He might actually be smarter than all of us and be able to actually multitask. <laughs> okay. Can you hear the words that are coming out of your mouth? <laughs> he might be smarter than us. If he was smarter than us, would he be listening? This is this is a good very a very good valid point. <laughs> An optimal point right. at that. All right. So uh the most important story of the hour is uh this story, and I probably have told this story on this program before, but uh this this is a very, very important story. And and I I think it's one of the most important stories that I can tell at all. So uh, it was the middle of summer and I was riding. It was a long ride. I, I think I was like uh, four weeks into a couple hundred miles a day, seven days a week for four or five weeks, something like that. It was, it was uh, grueling. Um, that's a good word for it. It was a very grueling set of circumstances. And uh, I had received an email from a woman who said, you need to meet my best friend because she's a gold star mom. And I said, okay, set it up. And this was a couple of years ago. So, Excuse me. A couple of years ago, we didn't vet the gold stars like we do today. Uh, and vetting is something that we've learned that we have to do. Yeah. Because believe it or not, there are people who will call me up and lie and tell me that they're gold star family yep. when they don't, when they really don't have any relationship to anybody in the military at all. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so we have to kind of, we operate too close to zero. And I'm talking about our bank account. We operate way too close to zero <laughs> to be able to throw money towards somebody who's not real. DB radio um, feels that pain. <laughs> right, right, right. So we all know what that means. So anyway, this was before we did that. So the woman says, my best friend is a gold star mom. So I said, okay, set up, we'll have lunch. And so I go and I meet this woman for lunch. And again, like I said, I it was grueling. It was hot. I was tired. I'd been going for like six or seven hours of sleep at all. You know, this was in the middle of summer when days are 17 hours long and I would ride from sunup to sundown. I mean, it was, it was, it was a, I was not on my best game that day. (laughs) That's, that's a really good way to put it. It was not on my best game anyway. So we sit down and we're, and we're sitting around and, and we actually had a group. I think there was about 12 people there. So I sat, with the gold star mother immediately to my right across the table was a gold star brother. And down at the other end of the table down there was a gold star son. So we had three gold stars in this one lunch and they each brought a friend. So there was, or two. So there was, uh, I think there was 10 or 12 people there. Anyway, uh, we're just being convivial and, and, and we're just, uh, you know, BSN and a out in French fries. Oh, I should have got onion rings. Oh, that mushroom soup looks good. You know, it's just that stupid kind of stuff where you get a bunch of strangers together and they don't know what to say. And this is what was going on. And then uh, we're about halfway through the meal and going through this nicety stuff when the Gold Star mom just kind of stops, drops both her hands on the table. And she says, she looked at me and she said, I just don't understand why my son would take his own life. And I looked at her, and that was this is my first introduction to how 
she became a gold star mom. Uh, and incidentally, I'll, I'll talk about this in a little while, but the 22 a day is another big issue for our organization. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that in a little bit, a little bit later, but I looked at her and I, I put my hand on hers cause her hand was on the table. So I covered her hand with my own and I held her hand and I said, he didn't take his own life. That was a sniper's bullet from 7,000 miles away. And she burst into tears and I was crying. Every, pretty soon everybody at the table was crying and, and, and you can already tell uh, the importance of this particular story. But after some period of time, there's like, okay, yeah, I should have got them onion rings. Yeah, that mushroom soup looks pretty good. And then we go on like that for a little while longer. And we heard the other stories of how did he become a gold star brother and how did he become a gold star son? And, and, and we heard the little bitty stories, but, but the, the big power punch for the, for the meeting was this gold star mom. <laughs> Excuse me. Anyway, we take, I take off down the road and we hug our goodbyes and uh, um, we take off down the road and, and I take off down. And, and after a meeting like that, after you do two hours with Gold Star families and you get back on a motorcycle and you're all alone, you go from being with a big group to being all alone and you're on a road that you've never been on before and you're in a town that you've never been in before and maybe you're in a state that you've never been in before and you're just cruising down the road and it's hot and it's summer and everything is surreal and everything is moving in slow motion. You know, I'm, I look at my speedometer, oh, it says I'm going 65, but it, everything is moving in slow motion as it's coming by me and drifting down the road. And it's like that for, I don't know, probably an hour or two, and then things kind of get back to normal. So I go down the road, and I visit with the next Gold Star family, and I go down the road, and I stay in the, in the next crappy hotel, and I go down the road and and deal with the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And, and, and I'm 2000 miles away from that lunch and it's seven days later and I visit with the gold star family and I've done all I could do. And I was just completely exhausted. And I go check into the flea bitten rat infested motel. That was so bad that <laughs> the motel was so bad. Um, I closed the door and I dead bolted it. And I could still push my finger between the door and the door jam. <laughs> there was a big gap between. I mean, and that's what we're dealing with. I'm looking. You know, that's big enough for a mouse to come through. You know, and I'm, somebody with a knife comes through. It's all over for me. Anyway, the the not only was that the deal. The the bathtub had there was no shower head, and there was no drain in the bathtub. So I had to take a shower using the bathtub spigot. So I was down oh, on my hands and my knees, taking washing my hair and doing all. I mean, that's the kind of crappy place that I was staying at. And then I get out and I turn on. I want to go find some Wi-Fi so I can check my email. Last thing I do, check my email, and then I'm going to bed. So you so weren't at a Hojo's? Uh, no, this would have this this needed a lot of improvements to make it to Hojo's. A lot of improvements. To, it had a gravel parking lot. What? <laughs> okay, this was a. There was there was eleven rooms in this motel. They put me in room number eleven. I was way down at the end. So I try to find the Wi-Fi. Well, there's no Wi-Fi. I'm too far away from the office. I got to go down to the office to find the Wi-Fi. Well, I'm not going to go down to the office because I'm walking around in my underwear now. I already had my shower. So I'm not going to go. So 
Uh, well, my telephone has a hotspot, so I'll use the data off my telephone. I use the hotspot, and I go turn on my phone. Well, I don't have a signal in the room either. So out the door I go. I set up my telephone on the motorcycle because I have a signal in the parking lot. Okay, I got a signal <laughs> part. So I turn on hot. Okay, there it is, and I leave the door open to the motel because I don't have somebody walking away with my telephone. Right. Incidentally, that happened to me once. Let's not. <laughs> Let's not talk about that on this <laughs> episode. This episode, yeah. Let's let's save something for the future. <laughs> so anyway, we got uh, I got the hotspot going. I open up my laptop. Matter of fact, I'm pretty sure this is the same laptop. Oh, nice. Uh, this laptop is like ten years old. It's running Windows Seven. Nice. Uh, still, still use it. So, um, so anyway. I finally get it, and I see my email, and I'm using my hotspot, so it's not going very fast. So we're not going to be able to do one of these video calls. But <laughs> it's my my email is is populating, and it's populating. It's checking it, delete, delete. Oh, here's one from the Gold Star Mom's best friend. Oh, well, I wonder what she has to say. I haven't seen her for a week. I wonder what she has to say. So I click on that one, pop it open. Two sentences in it. It just says. Your visit here today was the greatest thing that could have ever happened. Because later that day, she went home and tore up her own suicide note. Wow. Wow. Um, yeah, we. I kind of hinted at the 22 a day thing a little bit ago. But um, if there's ever anybody who, like Mag Forty Four or or Berna Wood or or whoever uh, that's doing these messages to us, and and I appreciate the messages when I get to see them. <laughs> Still don't know what the tree is. Um, <laughs> but if you guys are ever thinking, this guy's sixty years old. What the hell is he doing riding his motorcycle around the country, taking do, doing something he doesn't have to do? Why would he do that? Well, I just, because the lady went home and tore up her own suicide note. Yeah. That's, that's why I do it. And, and if I never, and I, incidentally, that's not the only story I've heard that was like that. I've heard very similar stories along the way, uh, because I've now met with so many families. Um, but even if there was only the one, it would be enough for me to keep going and, and keep doing what I'm doing. So I'm going to keep going, and I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. I'm going to figure out a way to get a <laughs> – I was going to say I'm going to figure out a way to get a new motorcycle and keep going down the road. And at the same time that I thought that, I read, morphine is helping. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so, yeah, you know – we, we have a lot of fun, and I, I appreciate, I so, so appreciate us having fun when we do this. Mm -hmm. uh, and I hope that you keep on going. I hope you have this much fun every week. I hope it's not just me. I hope you have this much fun all the time. Uh, because I cannot imagine uh, a fallen hero with his last breath saying, I hope they're miserable forever. That's not going to happen. Every single person who gives their life for this country does so hoping that they're making things better for their family in the process. 
I, I can't imagine anything else. And I just can't imagine anything else. So, uh, and a big, huge part of that is laughter. Yeah. The huge part of that is laughter. Well, yeah. And, and, you know, uh, myself and recoil, who's, who's not on the show right now because he has a lot going on and he, he does make it when he can, but, um, Years ago, when I first came on and the old host decided to try and screw everybody over and whatnot, we made a promise. And that promise was as long as one of us is going, at least, we want to keep DD Radio going. And uh, at the time, uh, DD6 was real close to shutting it down. And I was like, let me try to learn what the hell radio is and, and you know, keep it going. Because the, the, these guys need it. These these brothers and sisters need it. That's, that's obvious. And, uh, we kept it going and it's where it's at now, obviously, but within that's right. Cause you're up to four listeners, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> up, up, from, up from two. Um, we're in international up, Germany up tonight. Two. Yeah. We're, we're over in Germany tonight. Yeah. Um, I remember when I was on in February, 2020, I made the comment that you had two listeners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember, I think I caught you off guard because you really <laughs> laughed at that one. Uh, well, not too many of our guests actually say that unless they've been with us for a while. So, but no, um, in, in these, in this seven I've been with years, you for a while, I guess. Right. In the seven years of doing this and, and interacting with probably thousands at this point and, and getting emails, which I'm not, you know, going to put anybody on blast or anything, but I've gotten emails from people ranging from, I would stay sober on the weekends to hear the show, or you helped me when oh, wow. my spouse died, or, you know, I didn't commit suicide because you showed that I do have a purpose, even though I may not know it right now. Like it, it, it ranges yeah. and it varies. And, and some of them are simple. Like you said, one, two sentence, emails and some of them oh, yeah. were pages, pages of, yeah. of you know, and, and I've, I've had my best friends and family members, not my mom or my brother, but outside of this house go, why do you keep doing it? If you don't get paid, that is my paycheck. That's my paycheck. That is worth more than any monetary value that you could ever throw at me. I could be yeah. in a cardboard box on the side of the road <laughs> with a laptop doing this show and a, and a somebody's Wi-Fi. Yeah. Right? Right. <laughs> someone's Wi-Fi. So what, have, what have you learned in radio after seven years? Well, if you close this cardboard door, <laughs> the traffic sound goes down. Right. And and that's, that's, I think, yeah, that's awesome. And that's all what it's all about. And, you know, I'm an unpaid volunteer for the Gold Star Ride Foundation also. So, you know, we kind of have that in common. Uh, But it it goes back to the same thing we were saying about the people in this country. Mm -hmm. Because there's so much good. Yeah. Particularly in this country. And I travel abroad once in a while. And every now and then I get to find out whether or not there's somebody that's cool in Germany. Mm-hmm. But, but, uh, but in just speaking just of the, the citizenry of this country is, is so freaking awesome. Yeah. It's so freaking awesome. And then getting back to that other comment about uh, the 22 a day, uh, you know, one of the things that I've been preaching for as many years as I can remember, if I can get somebody to listen to me, um, is if you're getting a phone call 
and you know it's a veteran at the other end of the line, you take the call, even if that SOB was an asshole to you yesterday, Mm -hmm. you take the call because it only takes a minute. Because you got somebody thinking about taking their own life? Okay, just wait a minute. Just just, just wait one minute um, because I want you to try this wonderful marble cake that I just made. Right. Or, or, or it, 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 you don't have to be a trained professional to handle mm-hmm. this. Yeah. All you have to do is just give the minute. Yeah. And what's a minute? Yeah. Goodness sakes, I've been... I've been talking for 75 minutes now. <laughs> what's what's a, a minute is nothing. And even if that person was a bona fide asshole to you yesterday, you take the call today for at least a minute. Because you don't know if that's going to be the minute that makes the difference between whether or not you're going to his funeral on the weekend or whether or not you get to plan for a fishing trip in 10 years. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's another reason. And Oink always, always have Oink talk about it at the end of the show or during the show or whatever. That's one of the reasons we worked with Objective Zero since before they even became an app. And wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oink talks. When, Very rarely, but you when, know. <laughs> when he's not squealing. Um, <laughs> and and it, it gives people that out it gives people that at least veterans it gives them that comfort that okay at least they know something that i've been through because there's a lot of veterans that won't talk to a lot of people because of whatever reason and most of it is experience or you don't understand or or what have you yeah but none of that stuff matters no it doesn't that really does i'm sorry i was multitasking i was listening to you talk while I read Snafu's comment, wait, who's going fishing in the cold weather? Yeah. Are you kidding? Ice fishing is a religion in Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> they, they actually go out on the ice. They carve a little hole and they drop a line and they drink beer. Right. And they drop a little line and they drink beer. It's actually just another drinking game. Yeah. If they're not catching fish, at least they're catching a buzz. You know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, you, now I understand why you only say a few words because yeah. when you do, <laughs> you're, you're really. And you Iowa. know, uh, Iowa is where my summer home or my winter home is. That reminds me of a movie and its sequel. Oh, wait, now we got somebody from Iowa and Arkansas and <laughs> Germany and Florida. I sorry, I don't remember all the other places. Did you say Arizona? Uh, we did at one point. <laughs> Wait a minute. Now that I've rudely interrupted you, I want you to go back to what you were saying and do it again. (laughs) You were speaking about ice fishing, and that actually reminds me of two great movies, which was a sequel, which had its sequel, called Grumpy Old Men. And Grumpier Old Men. Jack Lemmon, Walter Matthews, and Penguin from the original Batman TV series, Burgess Meredith. (laughs) (laughs) Love that, man. Yes, oh, that was, was filmed here in Minnesota. Was it really? Yes, it was. It was filmed down in a place called Wabasha. Oh, matter okay. of fact, I think they referred to the town that they lived in as Wabasha because that's where they filmed it. They might Wabasha. have. I just can't remember exactly. Okay. Okay. If you want the geography lesson, here goes. You get the map of Minnesota. You get the map of the United States. You find the Mississippi River. And you find, many, you find St. Paul and the Mississippi River, and then you go south about an hour yeah. by car, by car, 
about an hour and a half by car. And that's where Wabasha is. Oh, cool. And some of the greatest motorcycle riding in the Midwest. You know, because the Midwest, you know, Minnesota and Iowa, for example, uh, are not, in Wisconsin too, for that matter, they're not really well known for their motorcycle roads, although they should be. Because they don't have the Ozarks, they don't have the Black Hills, they don't have the Alleghenies, they don't have the Blue Ridge Mountains and stuff like that. So they're not really well known for that stuff. But uh, I took a motorcycle trip uh, several years ago now. I took a motorcycle trip from St. Paul, Minnesota to St. Louis, Missouri. And it took me three days to get there because I was following the river. And I followed the river all, and I tell you, it was spectacular. It was really spectacular. And I've ridden across Wisconsin on the north, on the south, and up and down in the middle. And Wisconsin is, well, I don't know if you know this or not, but half of Wisconsin is a national forest. The north half of Wisconsin is all a national forest. So when you're riding, I mean, I rode through the national forest, and I had, I referred to it as dancing when when an animal crosses the road in front of me when I'm on the motorcycle. Mm -hmm. So I had to dance with the deer. And the deer was leading or something. I don't know what. But I I danced with a bear. I danced with a mountain lion. I danced with an elk. And I danced with a moose all in Wisconsin. Wisconsin's got some spectacular roads for riding motorcycles. And northern Minnesota is the same thing. Everything, you go 75 miles north of Minneapolis, and you're pretty much in a national forest all the way to Canada. That and the fact that there's 13,347 lakes in the state. Is there a state that has roads that you've not been to yet that you'd love to ride on? Well, I've been to all the states. So as a matter of fact, I've been to all 48 states at least three times each. And come February, when I get to California, uh, it'll be four, four times each. Now, that's a minimum. So there's other places like Arkansas. I've been to Arkansas six or seven times. I've been to Texas five or six times. Um, I've been to South Dakota about 10 times. I've been so, to a lot of the states going east a little bit more, five or six times, Indiana, West Virginia, Virginia, um, Maryland. So is, is Wisconsin one of your favorite places, obviously? Is there any others? Well, you know, the big thing about Wisconsin for me is I have to go through Wisconsin to get pretty much anywhere. If right. I'm going east, I got to go through Wisconsin to get there. Um, so I've probably been through Wisconsin, I don't know, 15 or 20 times. Um, but the point is that there are some really great roads in Wisconsin. Last year's laugh ride. Uh, so every year one, we do one ride a year for the gold star ride foundation. We call our laugh ride long ass fundraiser <laughs> laugh. So our laugh ride in 2022, uh, started in a place called Rogers. No, it started in Monticello, Minnesota, which is halfway between Minneapolis and St. Cloud, Minnesota. And we rode down to the Mississippi River, and then we followed the river, and we rode around the roads in Wisconsin um, down by getting pretty far south down there. Anyway, we ended up, it was a 485-mile motorcycle ride all in one day. And a lot of those roads, most of those roads were actually in Wisconsin. So we we do a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, I've ridden in every state in the Union, and every state in the Union has got some fantastic roads to ride on every single state. Uh, some states I like more than others because of the lid laws. Um, but I like, I like them all. And in some states like um, Missouri's getting better 
But in the early days, four years ago, when there was a lid law in Missouri, and somehow the lid law goes hand in hand with the rudeness of the other drivers on the road. Mm. But five years ago, when I rode through Missouri, I felt like the cars on the road were trying to run me off the road. I had an uncle. He passed away like within the last year. I'd, he was one of those uncles sorry that you don't that, care about because he was an asshole. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he was oh, a dick. Well, then I'm not sorry about that. I'm happy about that. <laughs> um, well, you know, the only you, good thing about you him. You started it. The only good thing about him is when I got back and got sick and was in the hospital, you know, nearly dying, other than my mom, not even my dad, none of those cared to ask about me. And he, who lived in New Jersey, said, how's Bo doing? And I'm like, what? And I know what he wanted. He wanted me to put him in my wheel or whatever because he knew I'd been to the. Well, maybe. And, no, he 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 was one of those. Maybe, maybe he was sincere <laughs> in that moment. Maybe well, maybe he I, had I, a glorious I do moment. See, I do hope for that, but I know he was one of them. <laughs> so, Listen, but, it's but, it only exists in your mind. You're the only one who has any control over this. <laughs> you can think he had a glorious moment and he had one, or you can think not. You maybe can't he, say, well, I wish he did, because well, no, it's well, only in your mind. Nate, maybe he was getting to the point in age where he was like, I need to repent. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Well, maybe. My, 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 my reasoning for bringing him up, like I said, he lived in New Jersey, and when I was younger, we, we used to go to flea markets a lot when I was growing up and he would come down and visit and all this, that, and the other. And we were at a flea market and they used to ride a lot when I was little, my uncles and dad and all that. And they were out getting some bike gear, you know, jackets and chaps and all that. Yep. And I think it was my dad's brother who had picked up a, a half helmet and told Edward, the uncle, my great uncle from New Jersey, you know, you should get it and wear it. And he's like, we can't wear these in New Jersey. Is that still the same in New Jersey? You can't wear a half up there or. No, I think that was one of those moments when he was just full of shit. Yeah, I figured that. The, the, the truth of the matter is that DOT makes those regulations. Mm -hmm. And that's a federal agency, not a state agency. Well, see, I was so young at the time, so. So if it if it passes DOT, it'll be it'll have a sticker on it that says so. Right. And and then they're good anywhere. If it right. doesn't pass DOT, then they're really only good in states that don't have a lid law. Right. Yeah. So he was a little misguided with what he was talking about, but but I still think he was there for you, bro. I I, I think that he didn't want to get it because my my dad and uncle wore those and he didn't want to be like them or whatever, oh. you know, but well, anyway, it doesn't, it doesn't anyway, matter at all. Yeah. I'm just, it, I've hey, always been curious about that. I don't know speaking why. Speaking of roads, New yeah. Jersey has some awesome roads too. Do they? My favorite road that I rode in 2022, the favorite nationwide, my, my favorite time on a road was 85 miles of the New Jersey turnpike. <laughs> Is that because nobody I know you're thinking you're going, oh my God, what can he possibly mean by this? Listen, I, I know we're, we're running, I can't do a 30 you're minute good. story here, so I'll, I'll tell it as fast as I can. The bottom line is this the new, I rode the New Jersey Turnpike on Memorial Day, on Monday, Memorial Day. 
I was on my way to Long Island. I was leaving. I was coming north from uh, Washington, D.C. And I ended up on the New Jersey Turnpike. And the, the cars on New Jersey Turnpike, and that's two lanes going each direction for the whole highway. <clears throat> the cars would go 70 miles an hour. And they never hit their brakes. And they were going bumper to bumper for the whole way. I mean, bumper to bumper, 70. It, it was like I was on a professional racetrack or something because that's what they were doing. But I, at the beginning of the New Jersey Turnpike, another motorcycle came along, and this other morning he passed me, and he started dodging in and out of the cars. And I thought, well, if that SOB can do it, so can I. And I cracked it down, and I was doing 90 miles an hour on the New Jersey Turnpike for 90 miles. Wow. And I was in between these cars with inches to spare, literally two inches. I missed you. And then off to the next one. And I did that for a full freaking hour, a full 60 minutes nonstop. The entire way I knew that if I missed by this much, if I missed by this much, I wouldn't even be conscious enough to know that I missed. So New Jersey. Over, just like that. But so I had so much adrenaline when I pulled off that road. The adrenaline was pumping so hot that that just kind of became my favorite one. Am I going to do it again? Probably not. <laughs> not after that deer. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, but, uh, so you can lane split in New Jersey as well. Oh, but I, you can't lane split when you're on a three-foot wide motorcycle. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's no lane to split. But, uh, yeah, I did that. I did that 90 miles an hour, and I, I – yeah, I did it for 90 miles or 85 nice. miles or whatever the length of the New Jersey Turnpike is. So, yeah, that was my favorite road for 2022. Cool. I don't I don't tell that why I don't tell that story when my wife can hear it. <laughs> I can't say <laughs> You know, it's kind of a precursor to hitting the deer. Yeah. Because clearly, you know, I do that. I do something like that and and listen, I do not recommend it. However, <laughs> the adrenaline rush that I got was unlike anything else I could voluntarily do to get. So what you're saying is go on your property, set up some cardboard (laughs) cutouts of vehicles and get on your bicycle and do it that way. If you want to at least experience Um, a a minor, that'll work work. in a safe control environment. Did I show you this? Yes, you did. Did, yes, did, you did. did I show it to you since we actually started? I don't remember. <laughs> don't remember. These patches are one of the ways that we raise money for the Gold Star Ride Foundation. If you are somebody who can wear one, go to our website and get one. They're only 10 bucks. They work on a ball cap or on a motorcycle cut. Um, cut. That's the that's the vest. Uh, I was getting ready to say you may want to explain that for those that have no clue what the hell is going on. You know, Um, I have each and every one of you guys at a complete disadvantage because I've been riding motorcycles since Richard Nixon was in office. And when I I say in office, I mean the president. I always think of back to the future. Do you, do you, do you remember actor. reading about Richard Nixon? Back to the future. The actor. <laughs> anyway. See, now you just jumped a decade and a half up. Uh, but 
Um, on your website, where can they get those uh, patches? Because I think uh, the donate only takes you to the featured products. Uh, you know what? Just donate 10 bucks and okay. put a little blurb in there that says, I want a patch. Okay. Why a patch can be glued on a bow, onto a bow. You know what? I'm going to stop reading these comments because <laughs> I... Clearly, this is a language I just don't understand. <laughs> Going back to people being smarter than us. Um, <laughs> uh, we do only have oh, a few more minutes left. And yeah, I, I, I do want to get uh, uh, Objective Zero out there. But before we do, is there anything that you've got upcoming that you want to let our listeners know about or anything with Gold Star that you haven't mentioned that you'd like to mention? You know, I probably should. I probably should. We're working on our 43rd ride. We're working on our 43rd ride without a motorcycle. Uh, but we're very optimistic that one will happen in time for us to pull off our, not our 43rd, our 44th ride. Um, 44th ride is for those of you who want to come along, we want everybody to come along who wants to come along. Uh, but we're going to start by earning our second Iron Butt Association patch. Uh, Iron Butt Association awards patches, and they verify everything, but they award patches for those people who do specific endurance-type rides. So we're going to start at the Atlantic Ocean in Jacksonville, Florida, and this will be February 24th. And we are going to stop at the Pacific Ocean in San Diego, California, in less than 50 hours. It's called a 50 50 cc, 50 hours coast to coast. So we're going to do that ride first. And then the next day, we have families to visit in San Diego, California. We have families to visit in Yuma and Phoenix, Arizona. We have families to visit in Santa Fe and Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, This is all on the way back. So we're going to do the race to San Diego, and then we're coming back real slow. Uh, So Santa Fe, New Mexico, uh, Albuquerque, Oklahoma City, uh, actually not Oklahoma City. We're going to be about 45 minutes south of Oklahoma City. And then we're going to go from there to Dallas, Austin, San Antonio, Corpus Christi, Texas. And then we're going to shoot over to Houston, Texas, before we jump up to Shreveport, Louisiana. And then we got to stop outside of New Orleans and outside of Mobile, Pensacola, Tallahassee and Ocala, Florida, before we call it a day at in Orlando. The whole thing should be, I believe it's three weeks. So two days to get to California, three weeks to get back to Florida, stopping to see Gold Star. I think we have 26 or 27 Gold Star families we're going to stop and meet along the way. So Watch for us on social media and our website and stuff like that. If you only live in Oklahoma City or if you only live near there, like Arkansas, um, and you want to just come out and do that ride, that you're welcome to do that. You can ride with us as little or as much as you want. You can. You don't even have to ride with us. You can just show up at the Gold Star, wherever we're meeting the Gold Star family. Uh, you can whatever American Legion that is, or or what's the barbecue place? Firehouse Barbecue is that it? Um, I, I don't know where all the restaurants and where all the meetings are going to take place, but wherever they are, you can just show up there. That'll be awesome. We'd love to have you. Sounds so that's awesome. The, that's the, that's the big one that we've got coming up. Um, we're doing a fundraiser on Facebook. I think we got four days left. 
Um, we're trying to raise money to buy a new motorcycle, but uh, whatever happens, happens. I li- listen after telling you those two breakdown stories. Didn't I tell you two breakdown stories? Um, or three? I told you. Uh, three as you were saying, I think stories. it was three, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was three. <laughs> the clutch, the starter, and the one that fixed itself. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we had. We well, had well, um, technically four because the fourth one actually. You know, you, there's no fixing it. Um, the deer. Oh, the deer. Yeah, that, that was, there's no fixing that one. Yeah, that, that wasn't really a repair story. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, what I said after the Dothan thing, I can't wait for my next breakdown because I just never know what's going to come out of the. I don't know what's going to come out of the woodwork. And now I only told you those stories. I didn't tell you about the breakdown we had in West Virginia. I didn't tell you about the breakdown that we had in upstate New York. I didn't tell you about the breakdown that we had in Savannah, Georgia. I didn't tell you about the breakdown in San Antonio, Texas. I didn't tell you about the breakdown in Butte, Montana. Um, all of them come with incredible coming out of the woodwork stories of people who came out to help me. They, you know what? Just come, I, I just got an idea from you mentioning that maybe, and this is just throwing this out there. We should do a podcast where you talk about a breakdown per podcast and we call it breakdown with gold star rod or breakdown with Tony <laughs> price. I I think that sounds like an awesome idea. I'm not even joking. I'm, I'm now listen, I'm free the second Tuesday of next week. We can start that. <laughs> the second you said, I got you. I got you. I got yes, you. Yes, 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 you do. That's a little bit of a euphemism. Now, listen, I, I do the podcast whenever I can, and I've been on hundreds of podcasts, uh, and I've been on yours more than once. Um, mm-hmm. And we are honored, uh, and we appreciate you coming on. Uh, I, I have a great deal of fun, and I really, really appreciate the 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 manner in which we can communicate the message because we're interchanging laughter with the seriousness and and really, really, uh, I love the way that you're allowing this to flow. Um, having said that, uh, I'm also the one who rides 101,000 miles in four years. Mm -hmm. I'm also the one who visits (laughs) with more than 450 gold star families in four years. I'm also the one who wrote that book over there. I'm also the one who has to write all of the radio advertising that never makes it to any radio <laughs> stations. Um, well, we're um, here for you. Know, you. I, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm the one, I'm also the one who has to do our taxes. I'm also the one who has to do the annual meeting of the board members. I'm also the one who has to do, I, yeah, I'm the, I wear a lot of hats. And I, if, I, if we could figure out a way to do that where we just scheduled it, for example, at one o'clock on Friday and we do it every Friday for the next 10 Fridays and I get on with you just like we're doing right now and I wrap out a story and 10 minutes later it's done. Yeah, I think we could probably do that. I'm not even joking. If, if you, if that's something you want to do, I'm not joking either. We could, I think, we could do if, it. yeah, we could, we could schedule that. Uh, uh particularly for about the next 10 days while I am very busy installing an engine in a recreational vehicle. Because <laughs> um, there's not enough things for me to have to do. I have to do more. Right. Um, that sounds uh, like me. <laughs> Is uh, that not right, Only. Well, we're, yeah, well, we're, we happen to be at a time when uh, for at least the next eight days, I think, 
I've only got about three events that I have to personally attend. Cool. And when I, I go do events, I go stand there and say, hi, I'm Gold Star Ride Foundation. I talk to 3,000 people that walk past, and then I pack up and I go. And we do we go on to the next thing. So, um, But uh, I have more downtime than uptime in the next two weeks. Most of that's because it's seven degrees outside and I don't right. have a motorcycle. <laughs> I was about to say, <laughs> we need to hold off on the bike for a, free, for a few weeks, everybody. Just hold off on that. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. We stage out of Florida in the winter. We'll figure it oh, out, Lord. man. Oh, if there's Lord. a bike coming, don't hold off. Bring it. <laughs> bring that Bring that bad boy. No, we... Please do not bring me at 883 Harley Davidson Sportster and expect me to ride it around the country. <laughs> what is That's that? Not. What is that? Three and a half gallons? Yeah, it's like 60 miles. Yeah, it's not much. <laughs> I knew it wasn't much. I gas every 60 or 70 miles. <laughs> Could you yeah. imagine? Jeez. <laughs> that guy did that for five and a half or six oh hours to help me with the start. Holy shit. That's, that was so freaking amazing. And um. In yeah, all that, seriousness, oh, that's though. an amazing story. <laughs> it is that's an amazing and real thing that happened. We, we've we we are truly honored, and we do appreciate when you're able to come on. Me and Oink's been talking about having you on, and you've just been so busy. Obviously, you had to oh, cancel yeah. the last time uh, <laughs> we yeah. tried to get you on, and that's perfectly fine. And, and we tell people, you know. It, it, it's just like us, you know, with the farm and all when, when DV six says he's going to be on, you know, that night and he falls asleep at five o'clock in the evening. Um. <laughs> yeah. I think that's probably happened with me once or twice over the years too. Yeah. Not, yeah. not since the February 2020 episode, but prior to that, I think I had intended to be on a lot of shows where I didn't make it. And, and that's, and that's perfectly fine because and now what to this do. one, this was the first one that I intended to be on since that February 2021. <laughs> so I'm doing pretty good. Well, you, you know, it, it, we see what you do and, and we appreciate it. And we thank you for thank letting you. us be a part of what you do, even in this small uh, part of it. It, if it helps one person, if it opens up one person to your organization and it's just that right person, to, to make strides for you guys. I've done my job and I love it. And, and I so appreciate you're, you're it. You're saying you're going to buy us the motorcycle. I mean, if I had money, I would in a heartbeat. Let me tell you, <laughs> maybe if listen, I start hey, charging people, uh, <laughs> listen, banks have money. All you have to do is ask. <laughs> well, I've heard that. Um, oh, yeah. uh, no, uh, is there anything that uh, you want to get out oink uh, for Tony and, and gold star ride? Uh, the only thing I could think of is, that, you know, like we already mentioned before with uh, the DV farm being a 501 you know, C3, as well as, you know, objective zero gold star ride is also a 501 C3. So if you guys want to donate or you're still looking for those Christmas presents, you smile.amazon.com and uh, go ahead and select gold star rides, uh, you know, foundation as your charity of choice. Cause uh, every little bit helps. It doesn't matter if it's $5 to, you know, that, you know, third of, you know, you know, must, you know, paycheck that Bo's looking for. Right. Uh, but <laughs> every little bit helps folks. So, you know, don't forget about that. Yeah. And, and as, as I've said before, if you're wanting to help multiple organizations that are nonprofits and are through small Amazon, pick one every other 
time you go on there and shop. That way you get them all hit. If you can't monitor yeah, you know, you can, you can go to smile.amazon.com and you can buy yours very sincerely and respectfully, and you can sign up to support the Gold Star Ride Foundation. You can get us twice with one purchase. There you yeah. go. So there I'm, just, you are. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm all about helping people. Right. And, and, and that's, that's, that's the thing with Speaking us. Of that. Can it, can I, uh, can we throw something else in here? Yeah. I know we're running way, way late, but um, you mentioned several concepts of, of donating to more than one 501 C three as an added bonus, a little bit of instruction for you, a little bit of, of, of learning here. You can use any search engine you want on whatever web browser you're using, you can type in the name of that organization and add to it form 990, F-O-R-M-990. See, us individuals, we file a 1040 every year. Everybody knows what a 1040 is. Well, a 990, that's what the 501c3s have to file. And if you do that name with form 990, you actually get to look at their actual tax Forms you, you did that the stuff that you guys send in for your annual taxes is yep. on a form nine ninety unless you're doing the business card or whatever and <laughs> I'm not going to get into that but <laughs> if you do that form nine ninety thing you'll find out exactly how much money goes to the cause that they're pretending it will go to so for example if you do form nine nine zero gold star ride for twenty twenty one it'll and you you have to do the math, right? So you got to look and say, oh, they made this much money. Oh, they gave this much to the families. Oh, they gave this much to their salaries. Oh, they gave this much to overhead and advertising and all that stuff. You just do the a quick, simple division. This is how much they sent to the families divided by, or this is how much they raised divided by, this is how much went in the families or whatever. However, that math works. Right. I'm not, you know, I'm not very good at math. But anyway, you divided it, and what will come back is the percentage of money that actually goes to where it's supposed to go. So we mentioned uh, uh, Folds of Honor because they got me kicked out of Sturgis earlier. If you do (laughs) Folds of Honor, Form 990, and you do the math on it, you'll see that they give somewhere in the neighborhood of 38 to 41% of the money that they bring in goes out to where they say it's going to go. They're actually one of the better ones. Um, I'm sure you guys are in the high numbers. Gold Star Ride Foundation is 78.1. That other very, very large veterans organization um, that helps warriors who are wounded. <laughs> yeah. I, didn't, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't say the name, did I? No, no you're good. Uh, yep. Yeah. Nope. But if you go, if you do that for that one, you'll see that it comes back at somewhere between seven and 11%. Right. And that one really bothers me because I am a wounded warrior. And when I called them, they said, Oh, sorry, you're too old. Yeah. I've heard that quite a bit. They're not going to help you. Or, yeah, they're, I'm, I'm Desert Storm. So they're only post. 9-11, yeah. Well, I, well, when I called, they were only post-9-11. They might have stretched it out to something else so they don't have to give. But the idea that they can raise $290 million and only give 7% to actual wounded warriors bothers me I mean, a little bit. Uh, I'm not going to say it's uh, like the it, VA or anything, but... Well, do you get into the VA that now you're talking about a government agency? And you know, you know, the best way to screw up something good is to invite the government. 
Oh, but they're yeah. there for you. Oh. They care about you, Tony. <laughs> that, that's, that's what they say. <laughs> that face. <laughs> that's what they say. And then you, you got the other ones. The other ones are fraternal organizations that are actually sanctioned by Congress, which are VFW, American mm-hmm. Legion, AMVETS, and DAV, Disabled yeah. American Veterans. Those four are the only ones that are, are sanctioned by Congress that I know of. Um so they fall under different categories and they have different sets of rules and, and, and they're kind of government. Yeah. They're not government, but they're kind of government. So you gotta, yeah. you gotta give them a little bit more. A little you play with it. You, yeah. you have to understand the numbers a little bit better for those four, but all the other ones are 501c3s and, and hopefully, hopefully you guys are above 10% with your 501c3. Oh, I can tell you we are. I don't know. I've never done a it. Because a lot of money has come out of mine and sixes and Google's own pocket to go towards. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, so I don't know. You, you know, know, you guys might still be doing the postcard. You don't, you know, you, you have to have a certain amount of money that you raise in a year before you're actually required to file the form 990 prior to that. And I don't remember what the exact number is anymore because we passed it. So I didn't pay attention anymore. But I think you can, you, but anyway, you can do a postcard that just says, we're still working on it. <laughs> Send it in. And then you're not going to get any results if you do the form 990 internet search that I was just talking about. Yeah. I don't but, know uh, how they break uh, things down tax wise, but I, I can, I can vouch for the fact that I know personally yeah. <laughs> that yeah, at least, at least, you know, 85 to 90%. <laughs> goes towards you know, the bets and the, the gold, things we do. Last year, the Gold Star Ride Foundation had 78% go back to the families that were trying to help. Mm-hmm. And and even at that, that's with me using my own personal credit cards for yep. probably a thousand for a thousand dollars a month for the whole year. Right. So, because there, there are some things that you just can't get around. You got to yeah. pay for the telephone. You got to, yeah, actually I donated this microphone. I had the microphone before. We had a foundation. It's the things people uh, but, don't think about. Yeah. There, there are certain things that you just can't get away from. And now we got a new issue because we don't have a motorcycle. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you got to think about things like with an organization like ours, you got to think about things like insurance for the car and, mm-hmm. you know, different little goofy things like that. Right. Uh, but still, we managed to push 78.1% back out. So I, I love feel. That. I feel a little bit proud of that. And I appreciate you letting me get up on my soapbox and talk about it. Thank you. And <laughs> and I think, you know, we can make a whole series of podcasts on that alone, to be honest. Yes. Yes, we could. And not only could we do that, I think there's probably some people trying to do it already, but they, they talk about investing instead of mm. where, where you should really mm. be talking about. If you're talking about giving your money away, you should be talking about, foundations and how to research them and, and doing stuff like that. Because, and again, this is a whole podcast, uh, the two hour podcast by itself, but the IRS was put into place to keep poor people poor and keep rich people rich. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say about that because I could talk about that for four hours without taking a breath. No, I was going to say we could. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But it, yeah. I'm glad JJ yeah, isn't yeah. here tonight. I'm glad he had a, a show to attend. In fact, um, in fact <laughs> I I blame I blame the IRS for racism in the United States of America. I'm not going to argue with that. <laughs> um, 
I, it, you know, it's it's demonstrable. It, it, is, it really is. It, it, all you have to do is study a little history, and and you, wow, they did that. Wow. Okay. Classes are cool. Um. <laughs> yeah. Next. Next time. Next um, time. Oink. Objective zero. Yes, it's that time of year again, folks, where, uh, you know, some of our brothers and sisters may be feeling down. And if they are, great tool to have in their back pocket is, of course, the Objective Zero app. It is free for Android and iOS devices. And if you have a computer, go to ObjectiveZero.org and check them out there as well. Um, There's always a brother and sister willing and able to stand by and listen to you speak, no matter what the topic is, if you need to talk to somebody. So, again, head over to Objective Zero, check them out. And, again, they're a 501c3 as well. So, hey. That's what we're doing, spreading the word, spreading the love. So, yes, and you can also go to their website and they have a desktop application if you are not able to get on and use a mobile device like me, for example, who does not use a dumb phone, smartphone. Excuse me. (laughs) Um, Don't forget until December 4th, midnight. You've got 15% off plus free shipping at the DV radio store on dvradio.net. That is our absolute last promo offer we will have for 2022. And, and along with that DV against DV merchandise, everything sold that has DV against DV on it will go to change unchained until the end of this year. We may extend that. Um, don't forget the backpacks for life fundraiser that we have over on Kofi. Uh, ko com forward slash dv radio um and then next week december 8th at 1400 2 p.m eastern time barracks talk will happen with gen x talks gen x dad he's a great guy he is basically us without being a veteran that's that's <laughs> that's the simplicity of it um Again, thank you, Tony, for coming on. For those who, uh, my pleasure. <laughs> for those who may have missed it, please go to Gold Star. <laughs> <laughs> for those who may have missed it, just rewind to the beginning and start all over. <laughs> uh, <laughs> go to goldstarrod.org, find out more about them, and keep up with them on social media with what they're doing. Um, dvfarm.org, smile.amazon.com. Find one of these nonprofits and make it your charity choice and bounce around if you'd like. Uh, I don't think I have anything else. Do you want? <laughs> we are good, brother. We are good. All right. Again, thank you, Tony. For Sergeant Wardog, who had to get out of here. For Tony from Gold Star Rod. For Oink, I'm Boner Wood. You just heard Barracks talk right here on WDVRDVRadio.net. Until next week, butsicles. Bye-bye. Hit us up on Facebook and Twitter.